and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond. I've read every book in the main series. However, my co-hosts are reading the series for the first time. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. Hello! Our producer, AJ Faleri, is a cool guy, and I'm glad they're here. Hello. Thanks, Pete. That was really genuine, and I didn't type that in the script. And downtown Charlie Brown, it's Joshua, Alabama, Moses, Texas, Southern to draw Joshua Dean Baker. Well, now, let me tell y'all, it's a real rip-roaring pleasure to be here today with y'all. And that's... I hate that. I, I did India, I, I do uh, apologize in advance. Josh, <laughs> Josh, it's going to be a long podcast. I don't think this is the best to commit to. Yeah, I can't talk in, in, in that accent and be non-verbose. Yeah. Anyway, so bada bing, bada boom, we're here. We all we all just read the last few chapters of Bone Hunters, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. Um, you know. Never say never, but I'm going to guess it's going to be one of our longer episodes. It was a chunky ending to the book, and I think we're all looking forward to talking about how uh, the sixth volume wraps up here. So uh, without further ado, here's a pet peeve of mine. First time, long time. We get into it. First time, long time. Sometimes when I listen to the show, often I'll say, well, we got a lot to get to. We should get we should get into the show, you know, sure. And I say mm-hmm. this almost every time, you know, right, right. I mean, I don't think it's ever wrong. Right. Yeah. But I can't if I always say that it's anyway, we're two up our own ass to chapter 21. <laughs> chapter 21. The worshippers of Shaikh Reborn are indulgent in food, sex, and drugs. Fellas and the Younger included. She thinks about the apocalypse, desire, and excess. Mathok delivers the Book of Drajna to her. She says she has no need of it, that she has no need of him or an army. Mathok then rides out of the city. Mathok and the others are found by Perrin. They speak of the city and Felicin, and Perrin considers this new plague in religion. He makes Mathok a fist and takes his army into their service. He decides to create a new card, Salvation. He thinks it is currently under control of the crippled god, but will one day break free. Mathok tells Herlockle that the first Shaikh reborn was a Melazan, but he forgets to bring it up to Perrin. Arata An thinks on the slaughter of Sepik. Then Veed, Icarian, and even more Eater prepare to assault the throne as a test. The warlocks open a warren and travel to Drift of Ali, to the throne of Shadow. Akarium senses that the Shadow Spirits have fled this place, and the Eater lead them forward. Arana finds the Chamber Room, and the throne has been smashed and destroyed. The Warlocks begin weeping, and An says they will have to find another throne. Akarium laughs as they leave. Before they are fully gone, the Throne of Shadow fixes itself, and Shadowthorn watches the Eater leave. 
meeting eyes with a knowing Icarium. Runthurvian suggests to the adjunct to use the warrens of Fandere and Tog to save them months of travel. Quickben will help them. Kalam and Quickben discuss their loyalties and whether or not they lay with Tavor. The sea fills with icebergs. In Malaz City, ships arrive with Malazans and Andy. The Andy fled from Drift of Ali. Traveler sent them away, and they got shipwrecked. Braventooth thinks Traveler sounds familiar. The Andy are led by Namander, the first son of Andamander Rake. The foreigner at Coots watches the Andy. Cartheron Crust is worried about the city and the hatred running through it. He wonders about the storm of jade in the sky, and then sees four great Drummonds entering the harbor. And he wonders who the Empress travels with. Okay, so chapter 21 starts in this kind of ruined city where these worshippers are kind of forming around Shaikh Reborn and some time has passed. There's a bit of a time skip and um, we see that kind of this culture is coming. It's indulgent. There's all this food and there's this sex and Fels and Younger is kind of in the center of this way. And then Mathok comes onto the scene and we haven't seen the Book of Dryjanet in a long time or where these soldiers have been since they left Yigatan. And he comes to the city and he's really trying to start this rebellion again in a way, or at least bring Felis and Younger into this more active state, so to speak. But ultimately she, you know, obviously she refuses and, and Mathok kind of leaves and the city kind of is uh, left in this new state, so to speak. What what, what did you guys all think of this? Did, did you think that she was going to become some new Shaikh reborn? Or do you think that this is... Good, good for her. I really liked that. I, I liked Mathok the most in this whole section because it is so rare in this book series that people do things that make any kind of sense to me. Everything he did in this instance, like, because, like, he brings all the shit to her and he expects her to keep doing it. And she clearly, you know, has been taken over by the crippled god and the excess and stuff. And I was really glad that he wasn't like, you're right, we shall join you. He was like, this fucking sucks. I'm going to leave with my desert soldiers. And uh, and it made sense to me, like sort of like Korab, like he sees the Malazans aren't going to murder them in cold blood. And he's like, well, you know, fuck it. We need to, we like killing people. Can we join? I thought I was I thought that this this is one of the few times that I was like, I fully understand the motives of everyone involved in this conversation. And there is no deeper layer. That's interesting. I feel like I didn't fully connect with why they end up joining with Perrin, you know? But to to, to turn attention to Fellas and Younger for a sec, Inge, what did what do you think of this as an ending for her character? Well, until Josh said that she's under the crippled gods, like you know, is, I don't know. Is that how whatever. you is that how you read it? I I didn't. I just yeah, thought I that she that was like, I've been through a lot of shit. This place is kind of lit and we don't want to kill people. We just want to chill and have sex and eat food and get fat because being fat is phenomenal and exciting. Yeah, that's kind of how I read it as well. That Yeah, that's my, I mostly read it as like, 
I don't know. Fuck okay. this. Yeah, you know? I'm not trying yeah. to like. I'm not saying she's like taking orders from the crippled god, but like he has provided her all of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like sure. that. Like in that way, he is under her influence. Her, she is under his influence. I was you just about to ask can... though. How did they like? If they're just you know having sex and chilling, how are they getting all this food? But that makes sense. There's well, there's lots of like, and there's lot like we get to see the people who are having a good time, and there's always people not having a good time in a society like this. So yeah, tilling wow. fields and stuff. So what's up with the dude jerking it while Felison is like doing shit, huh? Kulat. He's just a dirty bird. He's yeah. He's, he's just a gross guy. I just didn't need that detail, and I was like happy to be done with that detail. And then Mathox like, and that dude's totally cranking wood <laughs> while she does sex to to Perrin. I was like, I don't need that. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if we're all consenting parties. Damn. You know what I just thought of? You know, how fucking nuts it is. That he had that conversation because I read it in Pete's as I was reading Pete's thing, he specifically wrote forgets to bring it up to Perrin. And I yeah. was like, well, how would they have known? But you know, what just hit me. Mathok fucking knows this girl's name is Felis and Young. That's what I yeah. was thinking. And he never I never thought about it. He never once calls her that. He always just calls her Shaggy Cripple. Like, fuck you. Fuck her, dude. She's not Shaggy Cripple. She didn't want the book of Dreisner. Call her Felison. But, but does Mathok know she's Felis and Younger? Yes. yes. He literally said. I know who she is. I've known her since she was a child. Yeah, you're right now that I say that. Yeah, and he says that he he meant to tell her, but then there's a, a line. It's uh, like the so last preoccupied, line. He did not report his conversation to the high fist. I know, and now I'm <laughs> livid with myself for not realizing. Because I thought about that, right? Yeah. But I'm now more mad at Mathok even than Herlockle. Because yeah. mm. Mathok could have said some shit. Ugh. I'm just so happy for Felison. Yeah, I, so that's what I was curious about. Why you, you say you're happy? Are you just like feeling good that she's what? I just feel like she's just like, well, this is fine. I'm good here, and that's yeah. and for her, that's the best I could hope for. And true, true. I'm not yeah. mad at it. It's not very ceremonious, but you know, it, at least she's not dead by the hands of her sister or anyone else. Well, well that's how I feel. I'm not like saying sick crushed it like let's all be hedonists but better than her being shake reborn and like mathok let's make an army again and you know yeah. let's do another war you Absolutely. know that's true that's true and she definitely will end up just spiked to death yeah i think it would be stupid for, i think that what she's doing is like kind of smart like i'm good we're good we don't want to kill people or enslave people it's no cool Aj, how'd you walk away from that section? No, I mean, I, uh, generally the same the same feeling as India. Like, I'm I'm happy that she's not doing the whole Shaikh reborn thing as it yeah. has been done in the past. I could see it still turning into like something, the 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 whole city of the fallen and stuff. But we'll see about that. Um, but she does have like a whole passage about like the excess and like maybe without the excess, I would like feel better about myself again. But I don't know. I'm just kind of chilling. Uh, but then I think when she f turns Mathok away, I think she's like definitely like, yeah, OK, I can still have excess and also like also have power, you know, mm -hmm. which I don't know. I thought was nice. My book of salvation is what is what she calls the uh, the new book of Drajna. Well, so. speaking of salvation, Perrin makes this new card. Mm -hmm. and he's, and he that was fire, PB. And nice. he says he's like, this card belongs to the crippled God. But we'll for now, but for now, soon mm -hmm. it shall oh, I didn't even make that. I didn't even make that connection. Nice. Yeah. Good like, job. Yeah. This army, this Velison's definitely going to break off at some point. Wrenched be cool. free. And I think this is the last time we see Perrin in this book, right? 
Yep, it is. Is he? Maybe he's in the epilogue. I don't know. He's not. In, he's not in the epilogue. Which would the epilogue does a lot of oh shit. I left a and just like really quickly tries to tie every knot that exists. Well, well, we can. I don't think we see. I don't think we see Perrin though. So okay, yeah, so let's so. let's put a little let's put a little pin on that storyline. Well, how'd you guys feel about Perrin's storyline ending with him kind of absorbing this army and, and kind of I don't know creating this new card, talking about deck stuff. Inge, what you think about Perrin? Um, pretty uh uh, what's that word? Apathetic, I suppose. Uninterested. Yeah. Disinterested. Um, I still have I don't really understand anything when he discusses like the card stuff. So that was like not exciting. And then also, um, but I do feel like, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good place for Perrin. I feel we're going to obviously see him again with whatever he does next. So I'm not like, but it's not like a, ah, see you later. You know, we're good. (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) Nice. Well, listen, not many, uh, not many feelings about it. Let's roll on to talking about, the first siege of the throne in these few chapters. So, uh, AJ, Aldraon is there. Andy has a gun pointed to her head. Alradaon, he is with the eater. He's thinking about all the slaughter they've done. And then it's like, let's go. Warlocks open up some stuff. They go to Driftaval. (laughs) What's that? But a boom, the throne of shadows destroyed. Yeah. And then, like, Ikarium's there, and then, like, they're going to leave, and then Shadow Throne shows up and is like, oh, actually, it's okay, don't worry about it. And then he and Ikarium... Well, I don't know like, if that's what he said, but okay. And then they, like, hunk, uh, and then, like, they all did. Sorry, was that a wink like, sound effect? That was a wink sound effect. And then... Oh, I have never heard a wink sound Can like you do that, that again? Hank? And then, <laughs> Why is it so horny? I don't understand. <laughs> And then they're like, okay, we'll go and find another throne. And that's this kind of, it all happens pretty rapidly. There's a few different scenes. AJ, what did you make of this? Uh, I loved it. I mean, at first I was like, oh shit, the throne is is busted. And then I was like, wait, no, this is probably some some bullshit going on. And And then it was some bullshit going on, as a matter of fact, which I don't know, which I loved. And I also loved that it wasn't the, the, the illusion that Shadow Throne set up uh, he says was just like set up as like it would trip if somebody came through a portal. So it wasn't even specifically like he was expecting it to be the the eater and like a carrium. It was just like whoever comes through, it will make it look like the, the throne is broken. So I just thought sure. that was just f- funny uh, because mm-hmm. he was expecting people to come through. But then when he saw a carrium was probably like, oh, fuck, that's a carrium. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I liked it. it. It made me made me chuckle. Well, AJ, let me ask you this then, because when I one of my takeaways from this sequence, when I read it the first time and still this first time, I have this feeling it's like, OK, well, this is how they wanted to test Ikarium. And of course, I know what happens later on. And then it's like, OK, well, now they need to do it with another throne. And in my mind, it's like, OK, I see where this storyline's going. I see right, we're yeah, going right. where we're going next. And right. then it's almost like it's a tension building moment because mm. the conflict's not here. The conflict is going to be where Troll is at the right. first throne. Did you feel the tension building throughout this? Absolutely. Scene? I think, I think, I mean, the, the tension builds throughout the next two chapters into chapter 23. And I think this is where it starts. Like all the stuff in the beginning here with, with Mathok and Perrin and stuff is just kind of like we're, we're tying up this end so that we can get to the, the actual climax of this part of the book. 
Uh, and I think this is where we start accelerating. Um, because like you said, they're like, yeah, we need to find another throne. And it's like, okay, well, what other throne have we been talking about this entire fucking book? Like, obviously, <laughs> this is going to be the climax unless we're getting double bluffed right now. Like, which I thought was a possibility. I thought there was a possibility they were going somewhere else. Like, we were going to get some, like, Tog and Fandere, like, they're fighting over the Beast Hold throne or whatever the fuck. But, um, sure. but, but yeah, I was immediately just like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, this is going to blow. Mm-hmm. So, Inge, Kalam and Quickben have a conversation around their loyalties and whether or not they're, like, with Tavor, you know? Yeah, yeah. And obviously this is uh, kind of revealed later on, and we, we, you know, you read the end of this book, but at this time, like, do you think Tavor's, like, earned their loyalty? No. And I think that's why they're just kind of like, I don't know. Who's to say? Could go (laughs) either way. Mm. These four, like, or... Four, four chapters are the most that we've ever heard from Tavor or anyone. Yes. Like these four oh, chapters yeah. have like so many perspectives that we've never heard that it's just like mind blowing. I mean, uh, if you yeah. think about it, in the last six chapters, Tavor has burst onto this page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, at this, at that point, no, not really. She had just kind of started, I feel. And I don't even think anything happened with her that was substantial at this point. Um, Like that she earned anyone's loyalty or trust not to say that she didn't earn it but she just keeps her cards too close to the chest vest Mm -hmm. chest and vest thank you yeah so at this point no and i kind of get their apprehension and also no it like i don't know no i don't think the answer is no but we do in these chapters get a lot more perspective which i love did you think that they their loyalties would end up lying elsewhere or that they wouldn't stand with her when i tell you that I don't even think anything going forward about this book. Nothing is ever, ever like in my realm of thought. So I don't even thoughts head empty. Yeah, literally. So in this case, I mean, I thought that they, I thought that it would be very like the, the story progression way to go with this would be, yes, of course they'd stick with Tavor. Hmm. Would be my thought at the time. But India, I don't know on page 998, they're talking about Tavor. And how they knew Dujek and they knew Whiskey Jack, but they don't really know anything about Tavor. But the adjunct, well, things aren't so simple. <laughs> so they end up using magic, the parish, uh, with the aid of Quick Ben. Uh, they kind of magically travel across the sea much faster than normally be able to. So as they begin to travel through those warrens, they see these icebergs, and and, and we cut away. And Josh, we return to Malaz City and. This is our last time, obviously in chapter 22, 23, Malaz City is kind of the, becomes the scenery of the climax of the novel, of this part of the book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this is our last time before that, where we're checking in with just a few different people throughout the city, including uh, these Andy that are in from Drift of All. Um, and we learn that some of them are children of Anamanda Rake. And we hear about how they got off a of drift of all. Did did any of this stand out to you? And then we hear about Farner, and then it ends with Carthron Crust seeing the Empress arrive with a ton of soldiers. I have never felt more like disconnected from a section of these books, I think, than I did in the some of these uh sections in Malice City, because I usually feel like I've got a pretty good fucking grasp of who people are and what we're doing, and why they're important. But, like, no one can read this book and know why the fuck or who the fuck Foreigner is. 
Or, and like there's if there are if there are hints to be found to know who that is then kudos to you i call a lot of things in this series i got no idea who this foreigner guy is same with i mean he's revealed later in this book uh he is 100 percent. are you he? talking about traveler no not traveler foreigner, no, foreigner. who's foreigner yeah. end up being with the scarred arms well, i don't know if, should we say it now or should we just wait until later i guess we should wait until later if let's Josh wait until later know. sure yeah. i forget at this point i mean sure. i only read it yesterday but I like I feel like in this part of the book, I would like we just jumped all these people and I was like, I don't know why I care. Although Namander's a bad name. Namander, I Anne. was literally I, the first thing I wanted to say was, Josh, imagine you naming your first son Osh. Like, yeah, it's not. That's good. what he did. That's you what know, he did. This is my son, Jay. If it was your kid, AJ. <laughs> it, uh, it, it seems like a panic naming. It really does. <laughs> I, like it was cool, and I will say if, what I did love about this whole end of the book is all the places we go into Malice City that we've like sort of heard talked mm. about over the course of the series of the books. I really liked all the places, but a lot of the people I kept being like, I I don't know, guys. I don't know why you're important yet. I guess in a book or two or three, I will. Yeah. Now I do just want to say real quick, backtracking to the to the ice uh, to the ice. What should I call it? Warren travel. I just rode on the Kate May Lewis ferry last weekend, and that didn't, that was not uh, incredible for Josh's tummy, Mm. and I now sympathize so wholeheartedly with Fiddler, like, (laughs) that sounds like like a literal hell. No thank you, I'm good out here. I don't know, could be cool, maybe there's whales. No, there's seals, there's definitely seals. And you know what they say, where there's seals, there's whales. Exactly. Yeah, that That's a bit of a tongue say. twister. I mean, whales eat seals, right? Killer whales do. I guess it depends no. on the whale. Well, I mean, killer whales do, yeah. Oh. Why'd you say no like that? Well, I thought I was thinking of like blue whales and humpback whales, man, mm. not fucking orcas. No, I'm thinking of the cool whales. <laughs> the cool. Yeah, the, the bad boys of whales. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Uh, this section, we when we're talking about Namander, they're like, oh, yeah, Lady Envy and Namander boinked, right, and made fade. Right, or I guess that's how you say how you say that that name, fade. Yeah, forgot uh, about that. Blew my mind. <laughs> blew my mind. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? Anamander's kid had sex with Lady Envy and had a kid. And that was one of in, the Tistandi that was at the is, table. Is and my under, and my understanding <laughs> it's because Lady Envy was feuding with Anamander. Yes. So it's like oh. I'm gonna so with the sun. To get yeah. with you, I'm gonna fuck your kid. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> that classic joy. It's incredible. What a really. woman. All right. Um well listen, let's keep things moving as uh things in Malaz City are really gonna heat up as the finale kind of kicks off. So uh before we move on to chapter twenty-two, we just want to, as always, except for last week, sorry about that, we want to thank our new patrons on Patreon. This week, we would love to thank Sachiko, Luciana, Adam, Menno, Maxwell, Jack, Ken, Musta, Mike, Blair, and Eloise. Thank you all so much for your contributions. And again, sorry that we didn't read your names in the last episode. We very much appreciate it at all times. Uh, so... Thank you. On with the next chapter. Chapter 22. A boat approaches Tavor's fleet, led by Hadar. Hadar informs Tavor that she is earlier than expected, and that the Wiccan she travels with 
are responsible for the death of Pormqual and his army. He is ordered to escort them into Mala's city, where the Empress is. Kalam and Quickben remain undecided, and Absalar reminds them of that. They speak briefly, but Absalar leaves, and Quick and Kalam wonder about Tavor and Lassine. Soldiers on the Salanda wave at passing ships with the decapitated Tyst and D heads. Kindly remarks that the Jakatakan fleet escorting them are coddled pups. Destriant Run Thurvian and Kenep speak about the differences within the army and the many sorceries aboard the different ships. Quickben senses that both the Empress and Tashrin await them. Tavor tells them all that they are to come together for one of Fiddler's games. Quickben grabs Fiddler and Bottle. Led by Fiddler, Tavor, Amber, Keneb, Absalar, Kalam, Quickben, and Bottle will play with the Deck of Dragons. Fiddler thinks it's a bad idea, but they play anyway. Cards are dealt and spread around. Fiddler gets Soldier of High House Life, Absalar, Assassin of High House Shadow. Opan is dealt. Tavor gets the Master of the Deck all amongst many readings. The game ends and a few people leave, but Tavor remains and flips over a face-down card dealt to Quickben. Knight of Shadows. A card painted with an eater and a spear. Tavor and Taamber speak about what this could mean and then worry about the 14th, especially the Wiccans. Kenep speaks of civil war, and Tavor wants to speak to Bottle in private. Pearl watches Tavor's fleet approach, curious about how quickly they came and how large their fleet is. Lacine asks Pearl about the adjunct, and then they speak of the parish and Tavor's first move. Lacine and Pearl meet with Malak Rel and Corbelodom. Malak Rel wears the insignia of High Fist and commands Pearl to dispatch the claw against Banishar. Pearl petitions Lacine to listen to Tavor, but the Empress refuses. Pearl leaves, wondering what happened to Topper. He speaks with two claws about their orders and learns that Lacine brought 600 of them with her. Hellion ends up falling overboard, touchy and breathless watch. Far above the city, the twins of Opan watch the night unfold. Tavor finds Bottle. Bottle has made a doll and soon will be ready to seek help from somebody. And Bottle says to Amber is someone a lot more than she once was. Kalam is worried about the adjunct's plans. Then he hears Absalar has gone ashore. So have the Redblades. There is conversation over whether they have been betrayed and Tavor asks Kalam and Taamber to be her escort to Mox Hold. The Red Blades land, and Lustara Yil thinks Tene Baralta is lying. Banishar and Braventooth speak to soldiers about Foreigner and the city's mood. Banishar buys the other man a drink, then he leaves. Braventooth asks the two soldiers to stop the claw that is following Banishar. The docks have become crowded, a mob waiting for the Wiccans to arrive. The Claw following Banishar stalks after the priest, thinking of Malak Rel. 
Rel is enlisting Claws loyal only to him, and Moral thinks this night will be an unprecedented slaughter. Moral notices he's being followed. He hides in an alley and kills his followers, and tries to get back on the tail of Banishar, but has lost him. At the docks, Captain Reineg boards the ship. Reineg tells Kenneb he has temporary command of the 14th, that the army is to disembark and stand down. Tavor and her party leave the ship and are escorted towards Mox Hold by the Redblades and other soldiers. On the ship, though, Reineg quarrels with Kenneb over command of the army and the parish. Kenneb ultimately says they cannot disembark because of the plague from Seven Cities. Lestara and Kalam speak about the crowded streets of the city. Kalam thinks Fiddler and some other soldiers have probably stuck ashore. The crowds, however, start to scatter a bit when word of the plague spreads. Banishar walks the streets. He hears about the plague, but he doubts. Then, he is grabbed. Helion has emerged from an unpleasant swim across the bay and sees Banishar. She's caught him. The Claw, too, has found the priest and moves toward him. Helen grabs the Claw Marl's arm and breaks it, then smashes his head in, yelling, This one's mine! She grabs Banishar and tells him he's under arrest. Fiddler, Gessler, and Stormy watch this unfold, then head toward the center district. Fiddler finds an old shop and acquires a specialty crossbow. He speaks about all the improvements made to it. Fiddler reminisces with Tack about old times, and then asks about Braven Tooth. He is also given a fiddle. Hellion drags Banishar away, ignoring his excuses, and they end up at Smiley's, a bar formerly owned by the Emperor and Dancer. A mob passes by the bar, and before serving their drinks, the bartender turns into a demon to deal with the mob. Aboard the Solanda, Korok starts to pass out munitions to protect the ships, if it comes to that. So, Josh, that's my name. India, before we get into kind of the play by play, I would like to know. So when they ro start rolling up to the harbor, like, do you guys have a bad feeling? Or are you guys feeling like this will be good? No, pro no problem. Don't worry about it. Like, wh where are you at? So this is book six, Peter. And, okay. and and I and I say that because we know how Steve do at this point. He's it's going to get a little wacky at the end. So me personally, as soon as it was announced that Malaz City is where it's going to go down, I was like, well, something bad's going to happen here. Now, I did not expect what happened to be the because th I, I got pretty crazy. But I knew something would happen. I didn't feel good about them coming here. So so when they roll up and they're like, oh, yeah, like you got to get escorted in. I don't know if you know the Wiccans are fully responsible. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I that honestly, that conversation, like the the conversation of, of Tavor uh, with with a uh, Kenneb and stuff, that whole like getting yeah. them prepped. That was the moment that I was like, oh, I like Tavor. She gets it. Mm, no. All right, so let's let's kind of start. So they show up, and like first they're gonna leave a lot of the boats on the outskirts of the harbor, and then they come up, kind of come in, and, and and we do get another scene with Kalam and Quick Ben, but this time I think it's uh, Absalar is with them too. Um, now, Inch, do you think Absalar has any loyalty to this army? Um, I think. 
think so. I, I think so. Like, I, I'm going to, yes. So I'm going to speak in my mindset at the time. I think okay. Absalar is trying to be a part of the team while also being a part of, um, what is his name? Cotillion? Shadow Throne? Cotillion? Yeah. So I think that, I think Absalar really doesn't have any idea what's going on with Shadow Throne and Cotillion. So when she's with this group of people, Kalam Quickben, she kind of feels, I don't, I don't know why she acts as though she has like all of this insider information. I feel like she's always a little like very like um, smug when she's around them. And I'm not sure if that's the the word for it, but that's what it seems like to me. And she like she always seems like she kind of knows what's going on and that they're idiots and <laughs> have no idea, which I like. But I do think that she's she is I don't I can't tell. I can't tell if she's just loyal to herself or if she's loyal to them or where she falls at this time. I can't tell, actually. Mm. I'm taking it back. Mm-hmm. I can't tell. She's taking it back. All right, so the, the, the ship starts sailing in. Um, they, like, wave some of the heads at the other soldiers. I think that's kind of funny. Wait, um, that was hilarious, and I just really, I feel like it deserves a second. Yeah. I love it. I love that they didn't realize, I don't know who didn't realize that they were alive, and they were just horrified, and then they're like, oh, my God, they're alive, and they look like they're really enjoying seeing. They're having a great time. <laughs> and they're just waving they're with the heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead. <laughs> Hilarious. Loved it. I loved that. I thought it was very I, funny. What, what'd you all think about Stormy starting, like, this shit war, where everyone was just shitting over the side of the boat? Oh, my God, I forgot about the shit war. So good. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> You know, you do, you, you know, as you do when you're all on the ship and you're just passing time. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, favorite was was when, when the, the one guy was looking at Stormy. He's like, what does he have to eat to create that? <laughs> nice. Nice. Disgusting. Um, so uh, I did want to mention, Odd. so the we do, yes. we haven't talked a ton about the parish, but here, uh, yeah. Destriot Runthurvian's Runthurvian, hard name speaks with Keneb, and they're talking about their armies. So what do you get much more of a read on this whole thing? We're not going to talk a ton about the Destrian, but... Sure. What, what did you... What, you got a read on them throughout this finale? I mean, I like them more than I did when we first met them, because immediately after we meet them, Quick Ben's like, oh, no, something's up. And we still don't know what that is, I guess. Sure. But they really... I don't know. They seem pretty chill with with the with the bone hunters. So sure, like yeah. let's 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 do it. You know. Yeah, I was just touching in because obviously Tavor's army is kind of building out, and they mm-hmm. talking. They're mm-hmm. talking about these different parts of it, and of course the parish and their allegiance to Tavor is this important point in that throne room conversation later. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Before, but before we get anywhere near there. That's right, Josh. Let's all gather around for a little bit of Fiddler's card game. So Tavor Fuck. recruits all these people. Oh, yeah. They come together, and there's this huge scene. And I only wrote like a few of the cards into the summary because I think like everyone gets two or three cards, and there's it's just more than that. It's coming, it's coming fast and easy because there's no rules, just right. Um Josh, (laughs) did you you take away anything from this scene? What I took away from it was the sheer gall of Steven to still still just be pulling out shit that characters we've known for six books can do. 
Like, I guess Fiddler, because, you know, Fiddler, he's a good sapper. He can't play the fiddle at he all, can, you he know? He can canonically he's, do this. He's always been Yeah, he did this in the games. first book, bud. Yeah, but he didn't do, th- he did some reading in the first book. He didn't do a whole ass, like, we're going to tell the future of the series in, like, a 10-minute period, and also everyone has to get absolutely shit-faced. Well, like, that's, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree. <laughs> Like they're what always talking the about the first book. Well, he he plays a game with the deck of dragons and Quick Ben is watching and he's like, oh, he thinks he's playing a game, but he's doing a reading. Oh, you're right. And you're then right. Quick but Ben like looks it... at the cards and the cards like, you know, predict stuff that happens later in the book. I don't know. But... Yeah, but I, f- I feel like in that one, like it did again, it didn't feel it is, like he knew what he was doing. It is a bigger scale here. I'll give that to sure. Josh, yeah. but I do think it is established. Fiddler could do something like this. All right. All yeah. right. All right. I was also talking about later when he just like sings a dirge that does Ugh. something that we yeah. don't fucking understand. Yeah, everybody gets a, a bardic inspiration die or something. It's like, well, we can we can get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, I thought it was sick. I did, but I grabbed absolutely nothing. I mean, I guess I could read it again and tell you what I gra- like. Well, we're sitting here now though, four days after I read it, like I don't remember any of it. Yeah, I folded the page. I was like, maybe I'll go back and read it all before we. <laughs> Yeah, no, nope. I did not. Inge, did you uh, did any of it land or just just nope. cards nope. in the wind? Just just words, just words. And I was like, what? What? A- AJ, anything for you? You know, obelisk. Yeah, absolutely. Obelisk, <laughs> the, the sleeping goddess. Um, No, I was really intrigued, though, by the rusty gauntlet, nope. this mixture of rum and wine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it seems like it's gonna, it would taste terrible. But part of me really wants to do it. Listen, let's let's make a special show. We'll go in an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we just get wasted on rum and wine. That'd be uh, fun. We would die. That would be the worst hangover of all time. <laughs> it would not that be would be fun. a heavy hangover. I'll give you that. Wine hangovers <laughs> already do me in. Um, yeah, dude. But anyway, so there's this reading. I, I think it's a fun scene, but I, I do. Of course, it is uh, a lot going on, a lot going on. But. Oh, and there's also that scene where, like, at the end, they check and they see, like, oh, there's the Knight of Shadow. It's an eater with a spear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. troll. So do you like Love tro- Love troll that. as a part of High House Shadow? What do you think? Well, he's been defending shit for them. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it tracks. And he's an eater. Like, he should be part of Shadow, right? Yeah, exactly. Who made that card, though? We don't know. Well, we it was know. to Am- it was to Amber, but was it to Amber? Yeah, and it was the aerosol through to Amber. Shh, we'll talk about oh, sorry, it, AJ. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I do like when the game ends. <laughs> Who wins? The adjunct, her face pale as candle wax, asked in a whisper. Nobody. Fiddler replied, "That's life for you." So he's talking about the 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 she got the priest of life. He's like, "That's life for you." It's very funny. That is pretty good. I actually didn't catch that. <laughs> uh, real Calvin Ball energy with that game. <laughs> yeah that's that's what i think what i love so much about it is just like hey fuck you we drink because this is my game that's life for you so Inge, then we cut to pearl in the throne room and he's speaking with lacine and they speak about the adjunct malakrel and corblo dom are there corblo uh corblo dom and malakrel both have promotions um and malakrel gives pearl a command he's like oh uh you should go send all the claws against banishar i need you to kill them uh and then there's more of a conversation, and we also hear that Lacine's brought a ton of claws with her into the city. But this is our first real read on what's going on in the throne room, which we'll come to later in this sequence. But, Inge, what did you think when we cut here to see the state of Lacine, who we haven't seen in four books? 
Yeah. So I don't know about the state of Lacine, but I was not expecting Pearl to be with her in this scene. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I just was not expecting Pearl to, to be here. I thought the conversation was interesting. I don't really understand. I still don't understand what her motives are in this moment, like with Tavor. And like, I guess it's pretty clear that like, it seems like she wants to kill her. But then I'm like, well, at the time, I'm like, well, what if she, what if this is like a whole power play that I don't know about her, you know, typical Steve behavior. So I was confused. I was unsure. And then when you see like Malik, Malik Rel and mm-hmm. Cormac Lodom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I was like, fuck. Like, first of all, how and why? And then I'm like, um, okay, well, this probably isn't good for Tavor. So probably not good for Tavor. <laughs> probably not good for Tavor. And then, but I was really happy that Pearl was like, no, I'm going to go back and I'm going to like try to explain this again. It, it's a side. I don't know if we're trying to like redeem Pearl at this point, make it like yeah. we want to love Pearl. Is that what we're going for? So I found that pretty cool as well. Pretty, we're pretty, gonna- pretty different for Pearl, but like I'm into it. Well, listen, let's just crack it open. We got, you know, show's got no injury. Pearl kind of emerges as a major character in this finale here. And this is kind of the start of this, right? Yeah. I I feel like in the back scene, he's kind of been a supporting character in Lestara's storyline. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But now here he is and he's doing a lot of stuff. And of course, he, he doesn't make it out alive. You know, so what What did you how do you end up feeling about Pearl at the end of all this? I personally never didn't like Pearl. I always thought that Pearl was hilarious and, um, you know, cutthroat, kind of like myself. So but I, I so by the end, I was upset. I loved Pearl I, a lot. I thought Pearl was a phenomenal character, just like very enjoyable, um, funny but in this scene, emerging is kind of like, I don't know, a hero of, of sorts. It was just, it was not what I expected, mm. but it was very satisfying. Josh, you gave a look. I have the exact, I, I left this book feeling like I've never hated a character so much <gasps> for, no, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, for, for taking such a misstep at the end. I was mm. so prepared to love Pearl and then he made yeah. his choice, and I was yeah. just so sad that I had to hate him now. Why? Because his cho- the choice he made was, I'm smarter than everyone else in the room. That I was just always need his to- choice, though. Yes, I know, but he was given that last opportunity to fucking, for once in his life, be a little bit humble and work with somebody else, and instead went... No, I'm probably smarter than everyone else I've ever met. And really all I need to do is take power for myself and then I'll solve all of the problems by myself. And I was so prepared for him to have like a like any any kind of redemption. And he just fucking didn't. I don't agree. <laughs> That's fair. It's it's clear. I don't agree. A- A- AJ, AJ split the tie. Uh... <sighs> Yeah, AJ, split the tie. Because I there's only I, two opinions that are yeah. and it's I think I think I come out more on Josh's side, but I was but listen, I I loved Pearl. I knew he was like making a silly mistake, being like, oh, I'll be the clawmaster, I'll take care of everything, I'll kill Corbel Adam and Malakrell. I was like, there's no way that's gonna happen, but go for it, dude. That's fine. We'll we'll roll with that. We'll say that's the plan for now. Yeah. Um, like sure, cool, whatever. That's that's great. 
But then when he's like, oh, I have to kill Kalam Mekar because he could kill me <laughs> instead of just like, I don't know, like leaving him alone. I don't know. <laughs> that was like never a choice, I guess. But like just to just to, to I mean, it's what the, the one claw says when, when he shoots him with the with the arrow. He's like, oh, that's that's against our code or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, that's a shitty thing to do just because you're afraid maybe he'll kill you. Like if mm-hmm. he's a better fighter than you. That's that's how it rolls, baby. Like just get better at fighting. I don't know what to tell you. So I was with Pearl up until he was like, well, I'm going to shoot this arrow <laughs> at Kalam. Uh, yeah. Really, 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 really just made me upset. Um, and I would suck is I totally, I 100% understood every choice he made and why sure. he made that choice. Sure. But at, at, along, like at the same time, if he wasn't so far up his own ass, there would have been so many other options available to him and i get why from his point of view the only op- the, like this was the only option in front of yeah, him but like right because he he thought he thought the star is dead so he's like okay yeah. i'm gonna take down the empire from the inside so i have to become right. claw master to do that but yeah i can't become claw master while kalam can still kill me i guess yeah just just yeah Ugh. i Ugh. wanted to like pearl so much after i book, did i, I after loved book, pearl uh, so much until that moment yeah yeah book book four i was like so fucking pulling for pearl yeah dude book four pearl is best pearl i think oh yeah oh yeah i'm sorry india you guys are entitled to your opinions i guess <laughs> even if they're I wrong guess. <laughs> <laughs> well india aren't you upset that he tried to kill Kalam, or i guess did kill Kalam? well no okay that face says nothing it says no i mean pearl just i don't know pearl did it for love can i blame him for vengeance. Well, if you do it for love, is it a crime? Exactly. <laughs> it's That's a, it's true. a crime Every... of passion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I really did like, I'm though... I'm not a lawyer, but... <laughs> <laughs> I really did like, though, when, when Pearl talks to those two claw in the in the tower, uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, Malakrel told us to do this thing, but, like, he's not the claw master you are, so, like... And see, that was the moment. That was the... And, but I also... Did you guys feel like if he said no, that they were just going to kill him? I really wasn't sure. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess now because, that we know that the, the black, what is right, it, the but black listen, glove exists. Okay, I want to talk about this. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to go into we're We fully 24. derailed the show. I no, no, we're, we're going to the Banishar part. We're good. I I have to tell you, as much as I hate Malik Rell, he plays the game very, very well. Yeah. Um, because Pearl leaves that room thinking that, like, everyone in the claw is against him. And so, like, the first two claws come up, and it's, I mean, it's such a head game. Like, sitting here right now, I do wonder if those were two incredibly loyal claws yeah. to the actual claw, or if they were loyal to Malik Rell. Uh, we know man, that at the right. end, here's the thing, right? Part of me wonders if the claw's been infiltrated at all. Because, fucking, at the end, that, that last claw who's with him, who uh, Pearl had picked, is like, I can't believe you're trying to sell us out to Malak Rell and the Jehastal Priest, you know, or some bullshit. And it really made me feel like, what is the claw infiltrated? Or did Pearl just get super played? I don't know. But he had a choice when those two claw came up. He could have been like, no, you know, follow me. But now mm-hmm. he was like, I'll th- go kill Malak. I'll go kill Claw. I think it's a, I think it, thinking about it now, Josh, I think it comes out to a bit of both. I think it's infiltrated, yeah. but I also think that the, the, the claw that were out in the city trying to kill Kalam and Tavor were the claw. M- mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Black Glove is somewhere else because they know they won't get killed if they're somewhere else. And so that way Malakrel can have the most power in, in the claw. Hadn't thought of that, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway. Also, how elite is the claw if there's just a cash <laughs> 600, 600 plus of, of them? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, we don't know the population of the Malazan Empire, but they also don't have technology to go find. So, like, they've really found 600 of the most elite people in the world to be the... Really? It's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people, Pete. Low barrier to entry. Yeah. <laughs> I just gotta share a quick my my hashtag pearl thoughts, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. we can move back into the rest of the the plot. I have never enjoyed Pearl. I love Ooh. Lestara. I love Lestara, and think, oh, okay, well, I guess I like Lestara's section, and he's kind of Lestara's okay love interest, you know, and I will put up with him for that reason. Mm. Um, but in this finale, this is. When he is the most interesting he has ever been. I would love to keep reading about Pearl because he, I, I think he's in this somewhat interesting place where he's obviously antagonistic in a way, but yeah. I don't really hate what he's doing and I'm kind of sympathetic and I'm like on board with him. You know, it's the most invested I've ever been in his character. Do you mean the only reason I ever cared about him before is because I care about Lestara, but I, I like him in this finale. I just that's, like that's fair, you know. I, th I think it's he dies at his most interesting. Yeah. He peaked. He peaked. Isn't that right. the best time? He, he yeah, went out on said. top. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah he's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out before I <laughs> cross this bell curve. Yeah. So let's get back into the plot. Awesome. T 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 100 out of 10. Hellion walks off the ship. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100 out and of 10. What do you mean we've stopped? Fuck this. And Whoosh. And yeah. then Touchy and Breathless are, we cut to them. They're watching and they're like, I don't know. We didn't see anything. We're just going to yeah. move on. Should we tell someone? Yeah, maybe. But then they'll think we did it. Yeah, probably a good plan not to tell anybody. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, incredible. Um. Oh, and who's that? Looking up of over the city, India? It's the twin Lux of chance. <sighs> Opan is getting in on the action. What the fuck was that? So they're like, okay. So here's what I need to understand. So Fiddler, Kalam, they're the same to me. As you know, I've said this all along. I don't know the difference. Um, to this day. So one of them read those, did those, that reading, their little tarot card Fiddler. reading. Yep, Fiddler. Uh, predicted the future out of nowhere. So up in the, in the sky, the Opon twins are like actively engaging in this and are like, okay, we have to hide our cards. Is that what I'm understanding based on their discussion? We don't want them to be able, like, what What exactly were they, what were they saying? Did they not want them to select them for anything? Did they not want them to know what's going on? What happened? I have no fucking idea. They're just tricksters. They're up there doing, they're doing their own thing. But what are they doing? So they're up there, they're like, so India, do you remember like throughout the rest of this chapter and maybe the next chapter too, everybody keeps hearing the rolling of dice? Uh-huh. <laughs> so people hear rolling of dice at like key moments in this chapter where like they could have died or not died, more or mm -hmm. less. And that is Opan like fucking around, being like, oh no, you should have died here, but but you know, we're gonna make you lucky so you're not gonna die here, or we're gonna make you unlucky so you will die here. Opan plural. Opan plural, because Opan is there is both of their name. One of them is good luck, one of them is bad luck. The lady is good, the lord is bad. Is that what it is? I get it mixed up every time. Yes. That makes sense. I believe, I feel like this is like some of the most explicit D&D shit in the books. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they're rolling uh, the dice. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice, Pete. I, that's good. That's good. That is so good. 
Okay, yeah, because I'm like reading this and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how? What is happening? And how are they able to? Because I don't really know. Are they, uh, are they like, no, I mean, like, I know, but like, it's just uh, nothing. I get it. And that's how I felt. I felt like, what the fuck? I felt like this is, this is something that's happening that I don't get. Yeah. And that was it. That's how me. I feel. That's how I feel. I'm like, sure, I guess, you know, if, yeah, you, if you want. Right. <laughs> I guess so. Sure. They're fucking around. They're, they're, they're doing that, that good, good errant shit where they're just, they're pulling stuff or, or, or. What 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 does what does the errant do? He urges things. What was it? Urges. Oh yeah, I forget. So AJ Tavor finds Bottle and he's like and she's like, Oh, you need to go find somebody. It's like really important. And they speak about to Amber a bit and the doll. How tuned were into you for to Bottle during this finale, AJ, were you? Um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I mean, it's not a huge part of the finale. Yeah, not really. Like, like I, I'm always down for Bottle to do some super interesting stuff, whatever. But I don't he's really feel of, like he's kind of sent on this quest here. And then later we see him and he's finished the quest. Yeah, pretty much. They're like, hey, take this doll, go do a thing. And then he goes and finds his mom's brother's cousin or something. <laughs> uh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, cool. Here you go. Yeah, that was confusing. so. I, I don't know. It was just like weirdly, like as uh, like heady all the bottle stuff is. This was just like straight up. I don't know. It, it was oh man. What's the word I want? It's just like they weren't telling us anything. It's like, hey, you have this doll. Go do a thing. And like mm-hmm. it wasn't even like, wow, this is crazy. I just can't comprehend this. It was just like, no, we're not going to tell you. It's just like, go. <laughs> he's going to go do a thing and you'll be fine. And then he does it. And you're like, and they're like, you did. He did the thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still just like, OK, <laughs> neat. <laughs> But to be fair, that's Bada's reaction later, too, when right. uh, he's like saving the world, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do love all the Tamber stuff, though. This is kind of where the Tamber stuff starts. We're not Tamber oh, yeah. stuff, just Tamber as a character. Yeah, Tam- we really, Tamber, we see her in the tarot card, the, the deck of dragons, and yeah. then she they talk about her more here, for sure. We talk more about Tamber then, and then that's because she, Kalam, and Adjunct, Tavor are all going to form this party to go up to Mox Hold together. Kalam is uh, somewhat reluctantly joins, but then he's like kind of pretty on board. And leading the way is the Red Blades, who they kind of go off the ship before, and we also hear some other people have gotten aboard uh, ashore before them. Josh, as uh, these people are slowly trickling onto shore, we see the docks have been crowded. They're all waiting to try and get these Wiccans. Like, what's your mood like Or as we get closer now into port? You know, I'm a straight white man. <laughs> and society does a nice, really... Nice brag, but okay. And society does a really good job of just, like, kind of convincing me I can do anything I want. But you know what society... You know what I'm glad I've never had the thought of is... You know what? I should be able to murder those people without retribution of any kind. And I'm, I'm really glad I've never had that thought. And it just... We're setting just, the bar low for white men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, not <laughs> Good job, Josh. Proud of you. I do, I do what I can. Um, and Hashtag so, ally. <laughs> so, like, this, this whole ending thing where there's just, like, hundreds if not thousands of people out here just screaming for blood like what like what i don't understand is and even and the 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 people we like say the same thing they're like they do know we're an army right like we we can just kill <laughs> we're gonna kill the shit them. out of you guys yeah like y'all are you've got 
that dude's got a, a knife, like like a butter knife. What's he going to do with that? <laughs> like, we've got explosives in a world of swords. So yeah. that was my whole thought was just like, why the fuck do they think this is a good plan the entire well, it's, time? It's, it's Makra, baby. I know it's, it's, it's Makra. That mind, it's that mind magic. I know it's Makra, but there has, to be some, there has to be some root for Makra to take hold. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. All the what I want to know is the number of people out there on the streets doing this versus the number of people who are just in reading a book by a nice candlelight, you know? Yeah, they like have the thought, maybe I, I should go fight this army. And they're like, mm, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I just, but, yeah, go ahead. But Josh, that's one of those things. I actually think I get what you're saying, but I think this finale for me does properly convey i would say the very scary feeling of like okay well two thousand people are outside and they're super disorganized and pissed and like just want to kill someone well peter you know? i would say in the year 20 2021 i've never once seen an example of a large group of disorganized people suddenly become very organized and do something terrible i can't think of even one example of that or happening. the idea that there would be politically driven people within the crowd trying to direct them towards violence that you're saying crazy. you're saying it's a <laughs> False flag. It's a false flag, Josh. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking um, Christ. Yeah. So that's that's how I. I don't know. It's kind of dumb. These people are stupid as shit. They kept trying to be like, oh man, isn't it a shame that they're killing civilians? And I was like, no. <laughs> these people are. These, oh my we don't God. need these murderers. Oh, and that's how geez. I feel. If you don't like Wiccans. I don't like you. So. <laughs> <laughs> on that note it wasn't a false flag okay <laughs> J just need to get that on the airwaves <laughs> okay back to the show okay so uh Aj, hmm. the, the the claw follow banishar they're gonna kill him yeah. yes yes and we hear from this one who's like a part of malik rel's new super squad the, the black, black glove. glove and then uh they, he tracks him into the bar and then they talk more <laughs> This is this whole scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. India, uh, yes. In yeah, India's raising her hand using <laughs> Skype's uh, hand raising feature. Um, okay, great. Thank you. Um, my question is, why do they want to kill Vanishar? I don't, I never, I didn't, I don't understand it. I don't, and wait, and I also want to take it one step further because Josh, I have a feeling you're just going to answer this as a whole. So why did they want to kill him? Secondly, why did the two people go after to like save him? And then why? Yeah. And uh, and then a sub question. Who is Braven Tooth? OK, I'm here. I've got this. Just in case you guys uh, are wondering how much I ever fucking understand when I read this. I don't even know who characters are. OK, sure. so Banishar is an ex-priest of Drek. He is the one from the beginning of the book. Yes. Who explores that. Yes. Right. We got that now. Drek killed all of its followers, uh, but Banishar is kind of like an ex-priest, so he didn't get killed. He has a strong relationship with Taishrin, because Taishrin is also part of the Drek cult. And He's the high mage Ta of the Empire. Yeah, Taishrin, uh, remember book three? Book three, he was the standard bearer, Arcanos or some bullshit. I don't remember anything. <laughs> so he, so Taishrin is like the only, like, real powerful dude who is not taking a side right now. And Malik Rell does not want him to take a side because it's more advantageous for him to kind of not have any allies and just kind of continue to be like not involved. So that's why he's trying to kill Banishar so that Tatian does not get involved. Brave and Tooth 
is the master is the drill sergeant for the entire Malazan army basically like he trains everybody everyone who has a nickname is given their nickname almost exclusively by brave and tooth or like sometimes by their squad members but he's responsible for a large number of them like a long time ago a lot of famous nicknames were given out yeah like he gave fiddler his nickname so whose um, side is he on brave and tooth is on the side of like the old school Malazan empire like definitely he's definitely with the 14th in this instance Got um, it. but he's still yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the two guys who get sent after the claw gets sent by Braven Tooth because he's just so inspiring. Like you can't not listen to him. If you went through his, sh- if you went through the shit with him as your sergeant, you can't not listen to him. So he tells those two guys to stop the guy because he thinks it's important that Banishar gets the Tatron. And then those two guys, one of them dies. Yeah, one of them, so, not both of them. Yeah, they both get shot, and then later someone's like, "Oh yeah, the one died, but the other one is doing fine." Yeah, okay. it's yeah. just like a throwaway sentence. It's like. <laughs> Got it. But they so so that happens. But the, the assassin Jack and Banish, Banishar loses track of them. Right. But uh, then aboard the ship, and this Captain Reneg comes on. Fuck this guy, and he walks on and is like, "Yo, Keneb, I'm in charge of the army now. Tell everyone to come on board and drop all their weapons." Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Actually, we can't. We have plague." What'd you make of this whole scene and this whole like, "We have plague" r- ruse? It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was brilliant because nobody wants that fucking plague. It's a death sentence. So then they're all kind of like, I think that really gave them like a good few minutes. Of like, wait, let's let's reassess because we don't want to get this plague. Um, so let's back the fuck up. And then everybody's like, oh my god, they have a plague on that ship. Like, Ugh. so power move, loved it, phenomenal. Hate that guy, and uh, yeah. love when he gets kicked off and yeah. murdered. Subsequently and murdered. shot in yeah. the back. <laughs> yeah, little. <laughs> yeah, that was me, guys. Um, put, making put my arrow and letting it go. Beautiful. Um, um yeah. So, asshole. Also, who do you think you are? Also, why would anybody, like, go along with this? Kenneb, I, I really, like, um, Kenneb, I never really vibed with at all, uh, just because, like, throwaway character for me. But um, in this scene, I was really, I was like, like, I just feel like there's sometimes when these characters, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever, really assert themselves for me. And this whole scene for Kenneb, like, the whole story of, Mm-hmm. This whole ending, I was just like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, he starts Big to fan. give. Some, he starts to give it a little. He's like, "Yo, fuck you," you know. And it's like, yeah, I'm with you, Ken. That guy can go fuck himself. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Very good. So Tavor disembarks and is going to start going to Mox Hold, and she's escorted by Tambor and Kalam, as I mentioned, and the Red Blades are there as well. Lestar and Kalam speak about the the crowds on the streets. Um, and they talk about who else, who other, what other soldiers might have washed ashore, so to speak. And uh, they start heading up to Mox Hold. AJ, how are you feeling during this uh, as they head off amongst these crowds? Um, this is really like I can tell. I could tell that this is where we're about to come to a head, and we're about to really pop off, and it's about to just be a real, a real shitty scene. And like I had looked ahead, so I knew how long chapter twenty three was. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, all of chapter twenty three is just going to be this whole fight in Malaz City, isn't it? Uh, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then as uh, soldiers start washing a sword ashore, of course, <laughs> Hellion does. Yes, and queen. she's just. She's disoriented, but then she capt- She spots Banashar, but this assassin that was talking the priest comes up, but she's not having it. 
She yeah. catches the claw, God. breaks her, breaks his arm, smashes his head into the ground, shouting that this one's mine. Yeah. And then puts Banashar under arrest. I, I have no question. It's just an amazing scene. <laughs> it yes. is it's, so, so good. Phenomenal. It's 10 out of 10. Really, so good. Really good. So good. So good. Yeah. This was like, this made me, there are a few scenes in every book or at least one scene in every book that like makes me put my book on my head just because it like takes me so it just overwhelms me so with emotion. And I'm it, it, that is the only thing that stops me from like throwing the book is to just like take it and just like press it against my head. And I did that and I was reading next to my my partner and she was like, are you OK? I was like, I'm so good. It's like something that was set up on page 10 has paid off on page 1070. Like, yeah, like truly. Truly incredible, incredible payoff for this storyline. I was so happy and like taken aback by it. It was so good. And then and then I thought about it for a little bit and I was like, oh, no, this is the funny scene to like kind of get us to relax a bit before we get into the really fucked up chapter 23. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like all this tension is building and building and building. And it's like, here's one goofy scene for you. And then we go back to the war. <laughs> like, OK, uh, it, it like despite the violence, it's just like she's obviously so happy. And it's yeah. like the enthusiasm infects you. I mean, you're like, yes, yes you did get your man <laughs> fucking put him a, a book. It. We got him, boys. Yeah. You know, oh, really good. Not to be an alarmist, but we're still in the second chapter and we've been going for an hour and 25. I know. I know. I'm trying to. I'm aware. 24 in the epilogue won't take that long. We'll be fine. That's true. That's true. That's true. 23, though. 23 will take I agree. 24 in the epilogue. I think 24 in the epilogue is like 20 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, anyway. So, uh, Josh, Fiddler, uh, of course, before the big battle, has got to stop by, get a few upgrades on the equipment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Offload some of goods, course. get some new stuff. More D&D. Um, what, what did you make of this stuff? And he even gets a little fiddle, which obviously would be important later. Did you? I love this little, I mean, it is kind of like, I don't, like, I guess this is when we're doing it, but I do think it's a fun conversation about crossbows. It's, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've said before that I, one of my favorite things about this book is like, is all the stuff that we don't get to know that happened, like in the 10 years before Gardens of the mm -hmm. Moon. And that, sure. that, this, this whole section of the book is just rife with that shit, so Love that, like, this dude was saved by the bridge burners when the mouse was being killed, and he kind of owes him a blood debt, and he's not even a crossbow maker by trade, he was, like, a, like a jeweler or some bullshit. So, I just feel like I learned so much about so many characters that I've known, like, from that one little conversation. I loved every part of it. And also, love that Fiddler got his fiddle, fiddle back. Uh, very, very good. Mm -hmm. Now, Pete, just, why don't you explain the difference to our audience between a violin and a fiddle? Nice try. You got me. Um, but I did want to just... Uh, can you imagine, just... though, can you imagine in this scene if a guy had only made two crossbows and they had to go back and he had to be like, sorry, Stormy and Gessler, only one of you gets this? I would have loved to <laughs> just like how silly. I, but like, of course, that can't happen. He has to have made, you know, enough extras or what the fuck ever. I just wanted a quick plug that I thought about making Attack on the Power of Juju reference and came up with nothing. Yeah, but I wanted yeah. to bring up the reference on the show. Well, so, yeah, I also what was Attack on the Power of Juju. Well, we'll get we, back to that. That was it. We've wait, already spent too long on it. We wait, need what to were move you, wait, what were you going to make a reference to? Oh, was the guy's name Tack? His the guy's name is Tack. Tack. I yeah. forgot. So, yeah. uh, awesome. Near the end of the chapter, Hellion, the, there's this bar. Just want to say, clearly <laughs> India didn't have a GameCube. I did. No, that looks she's true. Clear, uh. She's clearly Googling. I did. I did. <laughs> I know that guy. Anyway, so uh, they Hellion drags Banishar towards this bar, and uh, 
smileys and what's that the bartender's a demon that rules that's all like that's what i'm here for do you know what i mean i love the Mm -hmm. casual like turn into a demon rip off a head walk back in and say okay so what did you want (laughs) yeah turn back into an old turn back hello (laughs) phenomenal (laughs) so and then at the end Korik and the soldiers on the ships are preparing for more of a battle and I'm not going to hit you with a wild proposition right now. I don't think we do a chapter 23 summary. I think it's too long. I think we, we maybe play a little music and then just uh, kind of plug by plug. Yeah, yeah, that vibes with me. We did a 12 would, minute summary for the for the last book's finale. And man, that yeah. took a lot out of me. So I would I would like to start off the conversation about chapter 23, though. OK, you can after this musical cue. Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here doing my outro in the middle because I know by the time I get to the end of this monster of an episode, I will be exhausted. Thank you so much for listening to the finale of The Bone Hunters. We are all very excited to get into Reaper's Gale in a bit. But for now, if you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings on this or any of our other episodes from this season or any other season, uh, you can always email us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com, tweet us at 10verybigbooks, or you can head on over to our Discord, bit.ly slash Discord. that's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D, Discord. that link will also be in our show notes. Thank you. Also, as always, to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon, if you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10verybigbooks. That link will also be in the show notes. And as always, thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for the hottest national team likeability takes. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode is by the one and only Amaranthin from their album simulant rain which you can find along with their other music on bandcamp.com the links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books we'll be back in two weeks on august 14th where we will be doing our bone hunters mailbag episode if you have any questions or comments for us we will have a channel open in our discord for you or you can always tweet or email us as usual make sure to get your questions in by august 8th i'll talk to you then Thank you so much for listening, and let's get into it with Chapter 23. Uh, Can you get me like a fireball effect, AJ, to start this segment? Sure. All right. Hot take incoming. I liked Chapter 23 more than Chapter 7. Whoa, that is a scorching take, I would say. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be taking no further questions at this time. Thank you. All right. We can, that's I all guess you have to say about chapter 23. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to leave now. Change. I liked it so much. <laughs> I'm going to just leave. Yeah, I liked 23 a lot. I don't know if it's recency bias, but I kind of agree with John. I don't know. I think they did different things. I think this was a really fun battle. See, that's uh, right. That's oh, This is all about the podcast. You got to have a take, one or the other. You, can, you can't <laughs> like both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, bada bing, bada boom. All right, let's get this show on the road. I like your take, Josh. Thank you. So, uh, Kalam, he's got an acorn. We're back on the acorn hunt. Hooray. Um, You got to have that nut. Um, Who, who did did the other, did the two of you also know in your hearts that it wouldn't work? You can't have the same thing work more than once. And he's already used that acorn in not this book. I think in a different book, but I forget which one. Did you guys also? He used it in he used it in Dead House Gates to be like, "Yo, what's up?" You're right. You're right. He but did, but not for like I, a "Hey, save my life" thing. It was just like a "What's up, friend?" I 
No, he did. He. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of the uh, strings when he when they were when they went to the the plague stuff. This this book. I'm thinking something different. But anyway, yeah, I bomb. felt like as soon as as soon as he touched the acorn, I was like, nah, it's not gonna work this time. <laughs> you used it once before. You can't have the same tool work twice. Really? That's no, why I, I felt that immediately. I didn't get that. So bottle aj we were talking about him earlier he's kind of sifted through the shit city meets with agala shout out agala and then sure. uh, uh and then they uh then he kind of is going to be sent to help save the world um yeah anything you want to put a pin in that or <laughs> um no i just i love this dynamic uh between agala agala and bottle of her i love i love agala yeah of her just being like oh yeah uh, Bottle says, "You can help me." She says, "Save the world." Well, yes, of course. And the bottle's like, "Wait, save the world? What?" And that's the end of the section. It's yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. It's really good. No, that that's really all I have to say about it because it, you know, it's like a barely a page and a half. So, Inge, then we're on back to the ship, and we were talking about Kenob earlier, and this is when this uh, Rinag guy is like, "Okay, we should. It's this is no big deal because the the mob starts firing arrows at the ship." And then, like, kind of a fight officially breaks out. And this is when Korok kills the captain, Renag. Captain of the guard, I think, right? Sure. And, and then Kenneb declares that what's going on is betrayal. India, do you feel betrayed? Um, in what way? On behalf of the 14th. Oh, of course I feel fucking betrayed, Peter. <laughs> this is some bullshit. They're rewriting history here, and it is not fair. <laughs> yep. F this. Yeah, and I think, well, when we get to the, the scene part, which I guess it's odd. Well, okay, go ahead, go ahead. We'll, we'll get there. It's imminent. <laughs> so just one other quick thing. So, Josh, Fiddler is in the tavern, and he takes uh, this fiddle he's acquired, and he starts to play a dirge. Josh, how do you feel about dirges? Little, oh, Inge, you got a dirge take? I do. Is there, is this... What is this bullshit of when they sing a song and then everyone hears it? Yeah. What, what see, is this? In, in this? in this world, there's magic, and the rules to the magic <laughs> are vague and not explained specifically so that this could happen. But like, no, listen, what listen, is happening? In this world, Why are... And, oh, my God. I have so many questions. <laughs> I have to yeah. say, this, this dirge made me cry the first time I read the book. It, it just for some reason it really got to me i don't know why wow what's a dirge a dirge is a sad mournful song yeah a it's lot of times like, it's it's usually slow and craning yeah. yeah good 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 got it my first i was gonna call it a slow jam but i think that doesn't really get to the heart of what it is no, doesn't really quite get to it <laughs> i don't think so. i would have understood yeah. that a lot better yeah but the thing is it's it, let's move on <laughs> I so, thought it was a I thought it was a great scene for the record though, Pete. Um, although as a music person, I was a little upset that like he can't like I know how to play the violin and it sounds terrible. Hundred percent. It. It's so, like it's god awful. I'm a little annoyed that like they didn't point out that I'm sh like was the bow rosined. When's the last time they've checked that the pegs aren't going to slip? You know, is well, it the violin? There's no way that that fiddle was tuned. And, <laughs> no way. Yeah. And furthermore, Fiddler takes 10 a, minutes to tune. And then he, here's another cinema sin in that like, <laughs> I have not played the violin in a long time. And if I picked up, but I can play it. But if I picked it up, I would sound pretty bad. Do you know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. But how, like he, the only instruments I sound good on that I haven't played in a long time are instruments I'm actually pretty good at. So if Fiddler can just pick it up and actually kind of crush it, which is how I'm led to believe, I yeah. have to believe at one time, years, years ago, he was actually really good at the fiddle, mm. which is not the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, we know we canonically never been good at now, it. Now, here's a take. Here's a take. Here's a take. Here is a take. Sure. Give it to me. We've been having all this talk about Makra, right? Mm. And I feel like maybe Fiddler has some sort of magical connection somehow because he can read the deck, right? So maybe when he plays this dirge, it seems like a thing he's done before. Names all the people who have died, who have, you know, whatever. Maybe that's some sort of like localized Makra. But since all of the other Makra Warrens or whatever are open across the city, everybody heard it like it was it was like a it was like a, a speakerphone call. Uh, so that's my that's thinking. your take. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think, like that. I think take. that checks that. That checks out. I've so, heard worse takes. Maybe Fiddler's magic is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. His music is magic. Uh, I do just want to really quick, before we got to that Fiddler scene, uh, Korik and Keneb talk, and that section ends with Keneb talking to the Destriant uh, Runthervian. Run mm. uh, he says, uh, we're waiting for the adjunct. Destriant, we're hers now. It's done. The damned empire can rot. And like that's like a definitive, like... The 14th, the Bone Hunters are now their own thing. Like, that's the, that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. real definitive spot that we get about that. It is yeah. true. AJ, how do you feel about it? They're they're doing their own thing. I mean, it's been pretty clear. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that they've been doing their own thing for now. Um, but I mean, I'm 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 all I'm all for it. Let's, uh, you know, civil uprising and stuff. You know, I guess it's not really also, civil uprising and um, slightly empire empire adjacent uprising. Also, I don't know if it really is like super their choice. <laughs> I mean. Well, I mean, they could have the choice to abandon ship and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. But also, yeah, I guess if they mm-hmm. run off in, onto, the, onto the shore, they're just going to get murdered. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, so let's turn to it, Inge. We get to Mox Hold, and this is a Hooray. huge scene. So Tavor enters, uh, followed by Clown and Tambor, and they speak. Uh, Lassine, Corblo Dom, and Malik Rel are there. They speak all about these terms in which Tavor would transition out of this role as adjunct. What would happen to the 14th? What would happen to the Wiccans? And, uh, oh man, there's so much going on. So <laughs> much going on in this scene. I, don't, I almost don't... Lassine asks about the plague flags. They talk about the chain of dogs. Malik Rel then accuses Tavor of treason. We learn Corblo Dom is the first sword of the Empire now and takes command of the 14th. Tene Baralta is absorbed into the Empire. Yeah. And uh, Lassine orders the arrest of Nil and Nether. And at the very end of all of this, so much is going on. Lassine's like, okay, well, the big thing is you, adjunct's not supposed to be a military title. Give that up and come back to me to Unta. And Tavor says, okay, whatever. I agree to all of this. Let me go to my ships. They're not going to answer to anyone but you, me. So she leaves, and that's kind of the end of this major courtroom confrontation. Inge, what did you take away from this conf- this conversation in the courtroom? My biggest takeaway is that I really... This is when I decided I really, I really fuck with Tavor because mm. she was not taking any bullshit. She was, in fact serving the most impressive comebacks. And uh, 
I think in this scene, it really shows that she really does care about um, the army and that she really sees that Lacine's being fucking crazy. And she's like, all right. She like keeps her cool. She's like, we're going to go back to these ships. We're never coming back. They don't need to know. I'm going to agree to all your bullshit. But like, also, what the fuck are you doing here, Malik Rell and Corbel Adam? It's just, it, it was just chef's kiss. Phenomenal scene. I would say, arguably, my favorite from like the whole book. Like this, I really, I really loved it. I, I just Whoa. think that Tavor's like strength and um, witty, sassy comebacks were just, it was yeah. it for me. It was, it was phenomenal. Loved it. Big words, big words, Inch. And uh, oh, wait, and one last thing. When Lucine like kind of is like super bitchy, she has this whole uh, like paragraph where she's just like, in the adult world, Tavor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. People lie for good reason. So, like, pretty much saying, like, yeah, it doesn't really matter that this is all a lie. It's what we need to, like, move forward. And Tavor's like, no, we fuck need that. A, the Empire needs a new stage. We're moving on. We're leveling up. And that requires a sacrifice. <laughs> it, it was, that was beyond me. And it was just so rude. And so just, like, just, like, a nasty way of, like, making her shitty choice seem like it's the mature thing to do. And it's like what a leader would do. And Tavor is having none of it. And that I, I loved that. That for me, that was it for me. Like Mm -hmm. so good. And you know, if you think about it, it's really Lucene kind of talking bad about herself because she was the one who put Tavor in charge. And if she thinks Tavor is a child, then like who, what kind of judge of character is she, you know? Absolutely. You, I also love when, when they're like, Corbulo Dom, I forget which one, they were talking about Corbulo Dom or Malik Rail. They're like, oh, I have a new position. And Divorce like, what, Chief Snake? It's very good. Like, nice, <laughs> nice. Sick burn. Yeah. Well, Got at a ass. certain, you know, they're being polite. Then at a certain point, especially towards Corbulo Dom and Malik Rail, everyone really is like, yo, fuck you guys. What are they you can doing? They barely here? keep it together. <laughs> Literally. So good. Who so invited good. you? And then when Tavor just kind of like ignores their them even being there and is just speaking to Lucy and like they ask, they say something to her and she's just like, I'm having, a, we're not doing this. And yeah. it's just, yeah. it's very good. It's very good. And this is where I put my loyalty in Tavor, you know. I became loyal to Tavor in this moment. Yeah. You are hers, you know. Yeah, exactly. She will protect me on the ship. Yeah. So, Josh, this whole big th- throne room sequence, how did it roll on to you? Same as India, loved every bit of it. I mean, yeah. also hated every bit of it because <laughs> how how is I feel like in book two I was Kalam, right? I was so taken in by everything that Lacine said in that throne room scene. You know what I mean? And I was like, she really does know everything. She's all seeing. She's all powerful. And now I'm like, I think she's kind of dumb. Like how how does she think this goes well for her? I don't yeah. know. Is she playing 4D chess or yeah. is she playing back or is she playing or is she bad at 1D chess? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she, yeah, exactly. So that I, I don't I, I feel I was very frustrated by what felt like sheer incompetency. Mm. But and also frustrated that like the 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 events that led to this came many times through like the only reason Corbelo Dom's here. Anyone remember why? Pearl brought him here. Could have right. killed him. Nope, yeah. brought him here. So he led to this. Why is Malik Rell here? I don't remember what his fate... He wasn't in the fourth book, I think. I think he pretty much vanishes, so... No, he just kind of leaves. I'm a little... I don't know. It's just... It sucks that what brought us here were a bunch of small and consequential decisions that led to, like, the murder of a bunch of Wiccans, and now we have to go save the Wiccan planes, but... 
like India said, I love a good courtroom drama, whether it be a royal court or like a law court. Um, and Aj, I got to come to you. I mean, there's so sure. much juice dripping out of this steak. It's just all over here. Yeah, I, I loved this, I guess, juicy scene. <laughs> um, it was it, it was really wonderful. I, I there are a lot of moments in this book where I talk about or in, in this show where I talk about how like a lot of the like political intrigue and like military talk and stuff kind of just goes right over my head. But in this scene, I had a firm grasp on everything that was going on and it made me feel so intelligent uh, and so smart. And I, and I think there's, there is a lot going on. And I think it's one of the scenes because all of these characters are pretty, are like really well established. And we know a lot about the context of what they're talking about. So you're yeah. able to have this conversation where the subtext and yeah, them yeah, yeah. alluding to things and them talking around things, it all kind of lands a lot. It, it all lands really well. And yeah, it's just, it cuts like a knife. Yeah, I think it's written really well. And at the end of the scene, when when Tavor leaves the throne room, I'm like, okay, well, there's this isn't <laughs> like none of this is actually going to happen. This is all going to break bad really, really quick. Um, you weren't mm-hmm. you weren't Oof. like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, believe it or not. Yeah. And then this, and then the uh, Pearl is tasked to kill Kalam. Yes. So yeah. So so Clam, then we kind of shift and and Clam and them start to leave and Clam is even offered command of the claw. He considers it and then he, Tavor, and Amber speak kind of outside of the throne room, but they're not yet outside. And they have all these conversations about the different strategies, about like different tacks they could approach. Like, should they just go back in and just like waste Corblo, Dom, and Malik Rel? Um, but... They, they, they ultimately decide against that for a variety of reasons. And I just have to stop because we didn't really talk that much about the Wiccans and that like, just like how bad it feels. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. think like, I don't think it's like the biggest moral stance to take, but like so many people are so shitty and just like, it's so nice that she wasn't like, all right, well, whatever, let's just give up these Wiccans. And like, that's that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, just thank God. Thank, I just, be, it's just a sense of relief. It's like, poof, at mm-hmm. least that's something for them. You yeah. know, you know, yeah. these books are about compassion. <sighs> yeah. I've heard that, believe it or not. <laughs> not oh. sure if you guys knew. Anyway, so uh, during this big conversation about their strategy, they decide to end up going outside. AJ, do you think they should have just went back in and just murdered them? And like, uh, do, you think they, do you think they landed on the right plan? I think either way it would have been bad, but it, but at least if they're going back to the boats, they have a way out. <laughs> if they mm-hmm. went back to the throne room and like, maybe, hey, maybe they do kill Corbel Adam, the Empress, and Malik Rell, but also there's a bunch of claws in there probably too. Um, and also, uh, Malakrel is a literal priest of male. So like he's got that old magic. So I, I, I think it would have gone pretty bad if they went back in the throne room. I think trying to go back to the ships and just fucking get out of there was a good call. Agreed. Yeah. And neither choice was good. No, also, yeah, I both bad I, choices. also on the rec for, I wanted to be on the record. India, your hair looks fucking great. I love the braids. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you so much, Josh. It was, it was a labor of love. Yeah. I know they take a while. I'm leaving this in the podcast. <laughs> you better. Well, we were complimenting her before we started recording, and the braids do look great. So, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Pearl, uh, as you mentioned, AJ is given order to kill Kalam, and then also Malakrel orders Claw to go kill Nil Nether 
end Kenneth. So Clam steps out in the city. They see that it's burning. And then uh, India, we cut to Lestara, who is helping Tenei Baralta out of his armor. Tenei Baralta is like, I crushed it. I'm like the best. Or like game over. And then he starts talking to her about her life. And she just. What the fuck was that? <laughs> did you guys why 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 did that happen because Tene because Tene Peralta was was corrupted by the crippled god and Lestara Yil yeah. doesn't doesn't fuck with that how does she know that she she because overheard the combo well she doesn't know that it's the crippled god she just knows that he's on his bullshit again and she's tired of it yeah oh haven't you ever wanted to stab your boss in the throat India I know for on the record I have for That's on the radio. I have not. <laughs> Holy shit! Christ, for legal Josh, purposes, maybe I should I take that not. out. Do you want to? No, you that's in the that? show. He said on the record. Don't you have I coworkers did. that listen to this? <laughs> and students? They, they haven't got. They, have, they haven't gotten this far. <laughs> well, guys, it's, it's a joke. Funny. It's a joke. We're just kidding, guys. For legal reasons, this, it's a joke. <laughs> for legal reasons, it's a joke. <laughs> this is parody. Really, a joke. Are you happy? Um, <laughs> That sounded convincing, um, Josh. So yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so I take I take it there's not there won't be a lot of missing of Tenai Baralta on the podcast. No. Tenai Baralta no. is another character who is a name that is just a name to me. I've always loved Tenai Baralta. I don't know why. He's just I've always loved him, and it makes me sad that he dies like this. But mm. that's that. <laughs> it just I think it just makes me sad after he gets so wounded. You get tan. So, uh, Josh, Korik and, and the soldiers of the ships are keeping them off the, the ships. He thinks about Quick Ben, and the parish soldiers come to relieve them, and they go on board to protect Nell and Nether, who are, um, who are going to start being ambushed by the Claw. Mm-hmm. Um, were you worried about the ships? Did you think they were secure? I don't... I mean... I felt like they had such overwhelming like numbers and experience that the only thing that worried me was the claw attack. And that was kind of like, I felt like the claw attack would 100% kill everybody. So that couldn't happen. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I felt like it would be so bad if the claw actually managed to get onto the boats that I was like, oh, I don't think that can happen here. I, I think that would kind of make the story hard to keep going <laughs> if they killed everyone on board. So... <laughs> I, I'm always worried about a fucking stray arrow because that's yeah, the thing with fantasy fantasy novels post 1998. It, it's a roll of the die that a character gets shot in the throat with an arrow and you and no, you didn't see it coming. It's it's like in the last book, the one guy trips on a rock or something and falls on a sword. Yeah, <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. in that one battle and like that's how he dies. Yeah, you, so you got it. Yeah, you got to be careful. Oh, right, 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 right. The uh, the the shitty dude who then like, yeah, yeah. He like sliced his groin or something. Yeah, he just like falls. Yeah. It's like, oops, I've sliced yeah, my yeah, leg yeah. open. Like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So that was the only thing I was worried about. So then when when Neil and another like went inside, I was like, well, they're fine. <laughs> uh, they're, they're probably fine. Yeah. Um. And they've got their lich mommy, too. So the lich mom. Um. So in who? Their lich mom. There's one scene where they're talking to a lich and they're like, yeah, it's our mom. <laughs> oh, OK. All right. Got it. <laughs> so Inge Tavor and the crew and her escorts get ambushed by a claw. Kalam kills a lot of them. And we also see to Amber get totally stabbed really bad, but she's fine. Don't worry about it. And then Kalam leads them and escorts them out. And we see Pearl stalking behind them. Um, how are you feeling? Were you worried for them here? Did you do you feel like 
Yes. Were you? Okay. Yes. I was worried because shit's getting really crazy and um, it's like a lot going on. To Amber, uh, mostly though, I'm like, who the fuck are you, to Amber? How are you not dead? Right. How are you? Who right. are you? Yep. And yep. what is happening? Yep. Um, that was my biggest thought. I thought, to be honest, that Kalam might get taken out here. Um, and then is this the part where they, they, he like is asking like, oh, do you hear the music in your head? I think this is here. Yeah, yeah. I think he says it. Yeah. So then I'm like, and what the fuck is this music? And those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. It seems pretty bad. I was not, and I know you asked uh, AJ as a joke, if he thought that they would just be able to like walk back. I actually did. I was mm-hmm. not expecting this at all to happen. So like them to, which I don't know why. I don't know why I thought, thinking back on it, it, it makes no sense that you just be like, yeah, go ahead. Inge, to be <laughs> honest, that's how I did it. I read it. I was like, oh, okay. And then they got out in the streets. It's like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I right. should have thought about that. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that tracks. That that, that definitely right. makes more sense than her them having like this amicable ending of like, yeah, you just go check your <laughs> ship. You'll come back. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, all that to say, shit got real really quick. I'm surprised they survived and to Amber shouldn't have. Who is to Amber? And what is this song and why does everyone hear it? I, I wrote in my notes at this part, to Amber is something else, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> something's going on here and I don't yeah, know yeah. what it is. And Steve really was fucking faking us out. He was talking about her eyes glowing gold and then it's was like, like they look like tiger's eyes. I was like, I what know. the fuck I was does like, this mean, dude? I was like, she's the mortal sword of Treach. We already have a mortal sword have. of Treach. I was like, maybe yes. Treach has two because he's the god of war. Maybe there's he's two of them. He's got two paws. He needs two swords. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, really, really good stuff. I miss Gruntle. You gotta get him back, Pete. TBT. I guess we'll have to read another book to find out. Maybe someday. The Maybe. magic conch, yeah. So, uh, AJ, uh, speaking yeah. of the songs, uh, mm-hmm. Fiddler has this awesome thing. He's talking about suffering, and he's like, what if there's a oh. guy, like a package guy, he gets his skin all worked up. Yeah. And then he eventually ends up playing like a, a fun a fun little jig. That's what it is in my head canon. Y- y- yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but uh, what what did you what you think of this little thought tangent? He goes on, and he ends up in uh, playing a little upbeat jig. Uh, I mean, really like broke my heart. Like when I read the first, when he was getting ready to, to play the song in the beginning, like I was very upset. It made me upset. I, um, I weeped. I told you. Yeah. 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 Um, I was close, but I didn't. <laughs> but in this section was just like, so I don't know. Like we've seen Fiddler go through a lot and to like have this level of emotion and like anger with, the world and all of this stuff just be like laid bare um, for, for Fiddler was just like really, really heartbreaking, just like really, really destroyed me because <laughs> um, no. Fiddler's like one of those characters. I mean, you know, we, we see him go through stuff and like he obviously has emotions and whatnot, but like he's still like, you know, he's an old school bridge burner. And like when he took on the name Strings and we were talking, we had talked about a little bit in that episode or one of the episodes about how like he doesn't want to be fiddler anymore he wants to be strings just because he's trying to like forget that stuff that blah 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 and now that he is fiddler again and you know uh it's just really sad but i do appreciate that gessler's like hey <clears throat> hey you can't be angry <laughs> please please let's play something yeah, nice yeah um yeah and i also i can't believe it's called the peralt's dance which is the poison 
that fucking mm-hmm. pearl uses. God damn it. Well, it's because it's the it's a spider. It's a spider. I know, but fuck. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, don't eat that. But I liked it. Um. So Josh bottle ends up at Coop's Inn, and what's that? He's here to get foreigner. That's right. Yeah. Um. We find out what kind of his quest has been. He's ending up here to recruit foreigner, and we learn who foreigner is here, or do we? I think we learn. No, it it's in, later. Later, right? Yeah. Not until later. But he starts gathering his stuff together. And then Josh, Hellion, and Banishar are speaking about uh, saving the world. And Hellion isn't that invested in it. Oh, yeah. I feel that. Hellion's great. <laughs> <laughs> She's I like, feel- I don't give a shit about the world. I'm a cop. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming with me. <laughs> nice, nice try, hippie. Stop talking to me. You're under arrest. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so then we're, we have, I have a, 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 there's this kind of classic scene, Josh, where Kalam is there. He's like, we're being guided towards this chokeboard. I'm going to take him this other way. You go that way. It's like, yep, yep, yep. It's like a classic, a classic action beat. Yeah. To, to Amber, with all your cuts and stuff, walk through this shitty water. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was my thought, too. I was like, that, that would kill her. Yeah. Well, it was, mm-hmm. it was a tough choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have just died way before then if, I was so, <laughs> if it was up to me I'd be dead already yeah true alright so uh, Inge Lestara Yill who, who's that that bumps into Lestara on the streets of Malaz City it's Grub and he's like don't worry I'm here to show you how you old is go. Grub now at this point seven seven yeah, <laughs> something like that can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> just this fucking little boy like yeah i'll take you but it's gonna be a sad journey <laughs> i'd be like okay sure <laughs> whatever literally and and it is it actually is um i i'm aj i'm telling you i don't think we find out who foreigner is i'm like reading we 100 percent do dude we 100 percent who, who it's the end he? it's the end of the chapter man it's the end of the chapter we'll get there i want to say it We'll get there. I think it's more fun if Josh is the only one that doesn't know. I guess. <laughs> um, but Josh is frantically searching now. Yeah, I say I'm looking uh, for the, the, the words. So jo- Josh, AJ Inch, I'm worried about, I'm curious about you. Josh said he was like, oh, I knew this acorn wouldn't work. What did you think? Mm. I didn't know I that. I thought it would work. The acorn yeah. always works. I, yeah. I kind of love when he tries to use it and then we see quick Ben and he's like, Oh fuck. All right. I got to mm-hmm. go do this shadow mm-hmm. throne thing. Yeah. I was- didn't <laughs> see that coming. I didn't see it. I didn't expect that it would be shadow throne who like grabbed him. and was like, nah, gotcha. Intentional this is the time. <laughs> Intentional. I don't know. What yeah, do you think? Did you, guys, did you guys immediately realize that like it was, it was shadow throne that was, that had taken him away. Yeah. yeah. Cause he owed him a favor. Yeah. 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 I just wasn't sure if it was obvious. Yeah. And then we like see him next chapter. Yeah. Oh, he does. You owed me, remember? Yeah, there we go. No. Then uh, Inge cut to Pearl. Uh, he's watching Kalam, and this is when he uses this poison crossbow to, like, devilly, d- double dog dare kill Kalam. <laughs> and uh, puts, him, puts him out, and then uh, he tells all the claw. He's like, yeah, I totally killed Kalam. Don't worry about it. They call him Claw Master. Then some people call him... And on his shit, and they're like, oh, you use some poison, and he kills the one guy. Well, that was the last guy who was left. It was only him. Yeah. So uh, wh- when uh, Inge, when Pearl kills, air quotes, Kalam here, what did you do? Were you surprised? 
Yeah, I was. I didn't, but you know, it was a it was a cop out way to kill Kalam. Like Kalam was already fucked up, a, and then b, you can't just use poison. What an amateur move, so unclaw like. Would you have would you have betrayed Pearl when he told you he used poison? Yes. No. Yes. I'm just. I mean. I mean, I cut like. I know that you guys think that it was like a stupid move, but like I kind of get why Pearl did it. Like I get where he was going. I understand where he, for his own personal, where he was going with it. So I'm not like super mad about it. Also like. Oh, I don't, I don't knock Pearl that hard. Yeah. So I don't know. That's all I know. Let's just put a pin in this whole thing. Cause you know, we, we see some more battle throughout the cities, but then who's that that's approaching up and it's a shadowy figure. It's one of these types of scenes. Amazing. And the, sh- the shadowy figure picks up the bolt, with the poison on it, stalks Pearl. He's like, it's a shadow dancer. I, maybe it's cotillion, but but a boom, boom. It's Absalar. Absalar, the queen. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> yeah. It's Absalar. Yeah. So... You say you're sad about Pearl. You seem stoked right now about Absalar murdering him. But no, because come on. Like, Absalar, like, I, no, I'm not happy that it happened. I'm not. I loved Pearl. But Absalar is just always on her bullshit. Like, she is just always where she needs to be. She's just a bad mm-hmm. bitch. She's just a bad bitch. And then, mm-hmm. and then when she's like, I was, you were on my list and I was going to make it quick. But thanks to Kalam. <laughs> You know, yeah. Justice is best served cold. And that was that was Kalam's ghost talking to her, right? No, that or was, was it not, I think that it was, was the, the other ghost claw. Of the claw. I yeah. thought it was Kalam's oh, ghost. I thought it was Kalam's. I thought ghost. it was Kalam's ghost. I, was I could see it being. I, it didn't make sense though, because I was like, but Kalam's not dead. Yet. That's right. I, I, I just thought sense. it was magic. Yeah. Okay. Got it. It was the claw. What is a claw ghost? Who was that? Do we? Is that relevant? It, it was the. It was the guy that Pearl shot in the back. It was yeah. the claw that was like, I can't believe you killed Kalam like that. I'm going to go tell on you. And then Pearl's like, but dude, no. Yeah. That was a great Ooh. voice, by the way. Got it. That was a hard, that was a hard read then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was not clear, but. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was, I seen it was Kalam. So yeah, I was with oh, you and you. Uh, I guess uh, I'm just smart. That's the thing. Yeah, I think that's what it comes <laughs> down to. <laughs> so anyway, AJ, then Shadow Throne appears and it's like, Absalar, you did a great job. Yeah. You're you have no debt. You're, You're free to go <laughs> for the like the sixth time. Absar's told, don't worry about it. Right, right. Um, and then and then and then she's good. She leaves. She leaves. That's the last we see of her. But we do we do know that uh, Tellerist and Kirtle are still on the boat. <laughs> oh, that's well. But they can go anywhere, man. Sure, 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 sure. Just a fun fact. And then Shadow Throne uh, does help oust Opan from the city. Oh yeah, that's right. With the the sleeping. Yes. Oh, lizard that's or what I wanted to say. The beginning, the the epigraph of this chapter is. Hold on, hold on. The epigraph of this chapter is like literally the last scene of the previous chapter. But well, no, it's it's the last scene of the previous chapter. But it's the the it ends with them, uh, and so the twins were played. Oh, how they were played, because it, mm-hmm. it's just about how like you know they thought they had it all figured out, but then you know. Then other people were meddling as well, so get fucked. Oh, get fucked indeed. <laughs> so Fiddler's group uh, he- starts saying head out, and and they encounter Hellion and Banishar, and they all kind of make a makeshift posse to get back to the ship together. Tavor and Tamber get near the docks, but this is when they get ambushed, and we see to Amber die. 
and uh, Tavor, uh, you know, Tavor gets kind of saved in a way, and Fiddler drags her back to the ship. Josh, what you make of this sequence in Amber's death? And this is when the aerosol pops out of her, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought it was interesting. Um, I liked that. What is an aerosol? Uh, okay, we'll we'll get there. I liked that. <laughs> it, I I liked that. To Amber wasn't like secretly a god or secretly someone we should have known who she was because that happens a lot in the series. Um, I thought it was more. In- I thought it was more interesting to me that she was actually just a human who was being used. I found that like more. It made it sadder to me that after you know, with all said and done, that she died. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, the aerosol India is the ape-like woman who helps bottle and uh, was the one who was like giving the power to the ships to go really quickly. Oh yes, 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 her... yes, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do. Do you need to address the barrier gays trope? Because we only have one gay couple in this series, mm. and we did just kill one of them before we ever had like more than one scene, but with just the two of them. Yeah. Which I didn't love, but like it, I, I get why in the story, Tamber. I don't know. Yeah, just want to get that out there. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, it hit me. It, it was a very emotional scene. Uh, I do want to say we did uh, uh, miss miss a beat. I do believe where our good friend Lagana Breed comes back. Uh yes. Uh, Take us Lagana, there. Lagana Take Breed there. from from <laughs> Carol Demerlane. Uh, the 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 Talana mass that gave their sword to Stormy and then oh, was like, I'm yeah. gonna hold this, oh, yeah, I'm gonna I, hold I this rift shut. That's so uh, good. I, for, I forgot they come yeah. back. They're like, oh, story, yeah, so good. Yeah, well, it's like they just show back up and they're like, hey, can I have my sword back? And nobody is like, oh, how how holding the rift shut go? Like nobody addresses it. It's just like, oh, uh, cool, put, yeah, you're back, you're good. Like what? No, he had the tist, he had the tisty eater head that he put in there to use instead. Instead. Huh? Is that yeah, what it was? What it sounded like I don't think it was. Yeah, said, I think it was along with. Well, yeah, but he but he had to go in to like use the tisty eater head as like the thing that keeps it up. And they, they said that like no one else noticed he brought the head with him. Yeah, I, I got that. Them. But like, I don't know. Oh, he was there for like, se- right. That's what I'm saying. They were just like there for several years and then showed back it's up. and was like, yo, can I have my can I have my sword back? It's only been, it's only been like five, six months. Has it? Yes. All right. Still. Six months getting your body torn apart. Like they were like, oh, there's yeah. no way that they're going to survive this. And then they just yeah, show yeah, back yeah. up and, and Stormy's like, oh, yeah, here's your sword. Like what? <laughs> uh, cool as hell. <laughs> they needed they needed it back. They needed it back. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, they call Stormy shield anvil. So that's fun. We've got another shield anvil yeah, in the book. Yeah, I forgot about that. I really, love, that I really love I really love they say shield anvil and uh, whoever it is, uh, I guess Fiddler Fiddler looks yeah. at looks at Braventooth and is like, hmm. And Braventooth's like, not me. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, put, put put a pin in that, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. it's good. So, uh, Grub leads Lestara down, and she has this last moment with Pearl, Inge, and she uh, sees Pearl suffering, and then um, she uh, kind of puts him out of his misery. Yep. And uh, that's yeah, the end of Pearl. That's it. Know, <laughs> and he still didn't know that she was alive. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. They Those don't have some last moment. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. And uh, that, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because here is actually when we see Aerosol leave the t- yeah. Chambers course. Because Grub yeah, kind Grub, of yeah. does it. Yep. And then this is when Grub tells uh, Lestara, he's like, oh, you can never tell Tavor. This is. Oh, right, right, right. You have two things two. now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, because t- then Lestar is going to leave, but Grub's like, no, you have to come with us. But um, when he says that, 
Does he mean that she now has to be like like the shell for that aerosol thing or that? No, I think she I think Tavor just needs a, a person. Oh, yeah. A, a right hand person. OK. Yeah. So, uh, Inge, what'd you make of this ending for Lestara's storyline for this book? Um, it was a good ending, I suppose. It was it was what I it was like a nice you have to kill your lover kind of way. But I don't really mm. know if Lestara ever vibed with Pearl in the way that Pearl vibed with Lestara. So she literally shows up and calls him my love. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, okay. But like, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. <laughs> I, I agree. Like, I didn't why, super like, get that vibe, but then when she calls him my love, I was like, oh, I guess. But then, I guess yeah, they I know, but if she puts him out of his misery, he's dead. It's out of sight, out of mind. Like, it's not like, like, this is it, you know? Like, it's Yeah, not that was like, succinct. It was succinct closure on that. Like, she saw him dying. She killed him. Like, we know that he is dead. And so, like, that storyline is done. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. To say, I mean, it, it was, it was not, there's nothing particularly interesting about it that it just was what it was it was a good way to wrap her up i suppose and i hope that we get to see more of her going forward as the right hand for you know life before in life Mm -hmm. so so, uh as this whole sequence is coming to a close i do want to touch on some big picture thoughts since this last part has been so scattershot but um everyone's getting on the boat to leave and this is when we learn uh, who Farner is. We yeah. hear everyone who's getting on the boats to leave, and they're all kind of departing so um, to go meet up with the rest of the fleet. So, so AJ, how are you feeling? We're here and talk a little bit about Farner for me. Sure, uh, it's it's cool. I think it's it's kind of funny that they're like. Um uh Lestara is like oh man we failed bottle was supposed to get someone but he didn't and then bottles like here here I am with 10 people <laughs> um yeah and he gets on the boat and here here it is Josh uh three small black shapes scrambled over the rail made immediately for the rigging gods below so, he, so he's with oh I thought Withel was separate from him nope. no because when when they go so it's Withel everyone who didn't it's with with it's Withel when when he's yeah. in the bar uh foreigners like oh I have to get my wife and children which is i guess what he calls the knox now <laughs> um and then that is them so oh i missed one a woman stood very near the scarred man i ah, okay that sentence just blew right past it okay there you go. i knew withel i knew withel was there i didn't realize he was foreigner okay yeah there you and go. apparently Sandalith Got and it. Withel are married <laughs> well of course the uh, tent you could have cut the tension with a knife and before. the knox <laughs> quiet Babies. husband it's very good and then um, I love when Fiddler's like, hey, where the fuck did you find Cartheron crust? <laughs> really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pete, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a whole uh, ice book about the Ragstopper, right? Yes, but I haven't read it. Sure. So I can't report. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I think that's coming up this fall, though. Yeah. But what happened? So so we see the Ragstopper in Deadhouse Gates. Kalam is there. They yeah. get attacked by a... Uh, crack I want to say right? we see the Ragstopper in De- uh, House of Change. Deadhouse Gates. It's Deadhouse Gates. I, I, I want to say we see it a second time, but we definitely mm-hmm. see it in Deadhouse Gates. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. where Carthron Crust is from. Yeah, got it. But uh, anyway, so last little beat here. Kalam pulls him, uh, trying to pull himself along, but uh, India Shadow Throne is watches and then orders his wraiths to drag him into the Deadhouse. It's like. 
is is this what does this mean for Kalam? Is he going to ascend? Is he going to die in there? Is he going to become something? What what happens to him? Uh, like what is the we know that what is the point of him being know, in there? We know that the dead house gate can heal you because in book one, what's his face and what's her face go into the de- into the uh, the 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 gate the yeah Perrin and uh, Ralic Nam and that's who it is, yes. are dragged yes. into the Darugistan's Azath house. Yes, yes. yes that's what it is. And it, I think it preserved them. I don't think they were healed last time we saw, but I forget. Can he leave? We haven't, se- we haven't seen them in five books, so. Oh, okay, okay. Is he now just stuck in the house? Like, yeah, he's possibly. not. He's not. He's not the keeper, so he should be able to leave. You would imagine, but we don't know that because there was definitely someone already in there who was a keeper. It felt like. And then yeah, there was a, bi- a big guy came up. Slips mm-hmm. by, uh, brave and tooth and temper. She has a bottle and she goes upstairs to rest, I suppose. And that kind of brings an end to this big night. So to play into Josh's hot button take, um, <laughs> Inge, what do you think? How did you just like a hot take? How are you feeling about this whole big Malaz City finale? Um, I don't know. It was fine. I wasn't like in love with it. I wasn't in love with this. To be honest, this whole book was just so so long in the worst way for me. Okay. There were some good scenes, don't get me wrong. I've been saying things that I that I really liked, but overall, it this just it 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 was fine. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. It was no like for me, like that memories of ice ending was still like my favorite. This was just kind of like, all right, like like it's more I don't know. I wasn't as like it seems like a book that the next books are going to have more happen you know Mm. like it seems like a like a begin like like an end but also like so much is still left unsaid and undone so i'm not like like what's next i wasn't i wasn't necessarily in love with it Aj, do you feel as blown away as josh portends to be i don't think so i think i don't know i i really really liked this chapter i liked everything that happened in this chapter but i think chapter seven is like was like a feat you know and this one just felt like a good chapter in a book. But I, I mean, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think this was a, of the chapters in this book, maybe chapter two, you know, like if I had to rank them, this was my second, <laughs> the second best chapter. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I, 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 I don't think it was better than chapter seven for me, just because, like I said, chapter seven was just like a feat of writing. I, I think the reason I like it so much is because going all the way back to Dead House Gates, I think how Kalam's fighting is written mm, is one of the yeah. one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, there's some and, killer fight scenes in this. In this well, chapter. and 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 in addition to the fighting, like I feel like in this book, Kalam and Quickben have become so much more human, and I finally like get a lot of their motivations. Mm. And I really like that we get through the whole chapter. And, like, Kalam never once has that, like, well, I guess I chose Tavor. Like, he doesn't need to say it. It's just kind of everything he does in this chapter just kind of goes to show it. Yeah. And I think I think that's really what stole the show for me. In addition to, like, meeting so much of the history of Malaz City and the Malazan Empire yeah. in this one chapter. Yeah. So I think this chapter, too, as far as, like, final chapters of a book go, did an amazing job of, like, tying up just... Like mm-hmm. the, the the everything in this book, it's just like this was like the third or fourth climax in this book, and yep. and it it really I think did a did a great job of of kind of putting a pin on or putting a pin in everything. Mm-hmm. 
Until we get to the next book, I guess. Yeah, right. we'll that's, not, but that's the thing. Yeah, well, it's because like India. I mean, you said that the the memories of ice ending was was good for you, but it's and I I agree. I love the memories of ice ending, but I think that one is like here is the ending. We've like defeated the big evil, and then we're all good. With this one, it's like we didn't really defeat the big evil, but we got away, and now we have a new. There's like a new army that we that we are are forming. You know, it's like, like after new... the first book. It's like that's like the vibe that I get. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I feel that. Yeah. PV. Well, I well, we're going to have to read more, I guess. <laughs> we still have one more chapter to talk about. <laughs> yeah, Fantasy, so, I know. So let's keep things moving. Chapter 24. Akarium with Tarlac Veed and the Eater travel by Warren towards another throne. Veed thinks on his past desires, and An tells Veed they are getting close. Tarlac V then tells Akarium that An is deceiving his companions, and Akarium thinks about deception. Akarium tells Veed he thinks they were never friends. The Captain Tawn leads the archer forward and thinks on his desire to impress Twilight. Two children on the outskirts of the first throne play a game and sneak up on Onrak. Onrak speaks to the children only briefly before an arrow kills one. Onrak sends the other away. Troll thinks on Manala and the first throne when the child comes in, warning the other defenders. An watches as Onrak guards a narrow entryway, and Veed wants to unleash Akarian, but they debate on how to approach. Troll joins them in defense, and they start to bombard the attackers with sorcery. Akarian sees a dead child and says he refuses to kill children. Veed pulls him forward and he draws his sword. Monarch Ochum flees and the Eater rush forward. They are surprised to see children, but the battle continues. Troll defends the children and Oz steps in and saves Troll. Troll fights the Eater and wonders what Manala is doing. Eater kills Bathrada and An begs Troll to let them fight side by side. An wants to redeem himself. Onrak maneuvers and turns Akarium around. His rage now faces the Eater and the Lothari. Troll watches Akarium slaughter the Eater, and An tries to speak with him. But Manala cuts in. She is badly wounded. A wind knocks them down as Akarium's rage comes towards them. Troll stands his ground, but An is mortally wounded. Troll holds for a bit against Akarium, but then Troll's spear shatters. An apt leaps out and attacks Akarium. She drives him back, but dies. Troll retreats into the chamber with An's body. Alrada An dies. Quick Ben comes out of the Warren of Shadow and throws back Akarium with sorcery. They battle. Quick Ben grows weaker and weaker, and Akarium only grows stronger. Quick Ben weeps blood and passes out to the edge of death. Troll steps up to defend, but the aerosol appears and puts Akarium to sleep. The retreating eater take Akarium with them, and Tarlac Mead says that surely Akarium has proved himself, and that he will to face Rulad. Cotillion appears. 
He asks Troll if Quickben will live. Troll is furious and says Quickben wasn't enough. Troll asks about the aerosol and they speak about the battle. Onrak enters and says Akarian was taken through the gate. They think the Nameless Ones are reckless to use him as a weapon. Cotelian agrees that Troll, Onrak, and the children won't need to fight again. And then he puts his head in his hands. So Josh, after Malaz City wraps up, the whole book turns to kind of put a pin on what's happening with the First Throne. So we start with Akarium, and he has this conversation as the as the eater approaching with Veed about deception. Mm-hmm. And I ask you, what is your read on Akarium right now and his relationship with Tarlag Veed before the battle? I mean, before the battle, it definitely feels like he knows that V's been lying to him, uh, which I was very happy that that finally seems to have clicked. Um, uh, But it's a real shame that, like, he do still have bloodlust, and it's clear he still gives into it throughout this chapter. Yeah. So, Inge, uh, the Eater start to approach... uh... They kill a kid. Unfortunately, some more kids are going to die. And uh, oh, like I said, classic arrow, just random character arrow to the head. Yeah, yeah. never know what's going to yeah. happen. Yep, that's actually such a yeah. Just as he's like, yeah, no, you did such a good job. They're never going to. Yeah, yeah. But then we get inside, and this is where. Uh, oh, before we get inside, though, troll comes outside, and this is one of the first times the eater starts to see troll, and everyone's like, "It's the betrayer." We like, yeah, gah. But then they all get inside proper. And this is when the fight really starts to break out. And Akarium, despite not being really once to, he enters this rage. Um, India, what were you thinking about Akarium here? Did you think they were going to be able to defend against him? No, I thought that this was like the most futile fucking thing I've ever seen where everybody is just like, all right, now you go against Akarium, knock the fuck back. Then, okay, right. now you go against Akarium, dead. Now you go against Akarium, knocked back. And Akarium's just fucking taking it in stride. Like, yeah. it's 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 exactly what I expected, and it is fucking wild. And it's just like a suicide mission at this point. <laughs> and, and it's just so fucked, too. Because, like, the fucked thing is that Akarium... It, it this just it's just so fucking annoying that Terlac Weed or whatever his damn name is had to even come because this this just shouldn't have happened and you know that Akarium's little sad boy mind is going to be so like if he were to ever you know remember this would be so sad he doesn't want to kill kids he doesn't want to be here and yet he's just fucking tearing everyone apart mm-hmm. wild wild scene and I don't even like fight scenes but this was just like. Shit was scary. It was, it was, it was, it was fucked. It was bad, but it was so, it was was so good. Very good. I loved this. It it was really interesting how like Ikarium, like everyone else is described as taking so much like violence on them and they like feel so terrible. Ikarium seems totally unfazed by anything that happens essentially. It's like, it's like, like he's not there. He's just like there, but like the lights Mm -hmm. are on, but no one's home. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So AJ, in the midst of this battle, Alrada An is there, and he and then he gets in and he tries to fight alongside Troll. We're how tuned into his story in this last section, were you? Um, I 
I don't know. I wasn't super invested in Arata on, but like I appreciated them and I would like always enjoyed reading their parts of the chapters. And I was like, thought the blue rose was very interesting just in general. So like, mm-hmm. sure. uh, thought it was cool when he was like, troll, I want to help. And then thought it was sad when he died. But those are yeah. really like my feelings don't really go any deeper than that um, on on him. Mm. But, uh, but it's good, good stuff. You know, and I really honestly, when he was like, I'm going to fight, I was like, oh, this is not Bud. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're not going to you're not going to help here. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that was upsetting. <laughs> like of all the people fighting Ikarim at that moment, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'll run on you poor, you poor sweet babe. You can, you can just stay on the bench. You don't. Right. <laughs> please, 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 please. It'll be better for everyone. So, Josh, then uh, the 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 shave knuckle here. Quick, Ben. Shave knuckle in the hole. Yeah. I got to tell you, I was like, when he, when, when Quick Ben appeared, uh, someone's like, the Sita, he's here. I refused to read past it until I was like, Mm-mm. I'm going to figure out who this is. I have the tools. I know who it is. And to me, like, to me, like 30 seconds, I was like, oh, Quick Ben, got it. All right. Now I can keep yeah. reading. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I love when he shows up. Um, they, they say it's the Sita and then, uh, where is the line? A figure who hissed, damn you, Shadow Throne. And it's just like, yes, yes, he shows up and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, (laughs) so good. good. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, um, I loved this scene because fuck Malik Rell, who last chapter was like, oh, he doesn't, he didn't earn the fucking title of high mage, you know, he's bullshit. And I was like, well, yeah, we see here now, like, you know, he can do some shit when he needs to do it. And it was great. Um, Which is like, not enough shit, but yeah, good. But I think it really speaks to how well Quick Ben is like hiding his like magic and stuff and his power because if Malik Rell doesn't know, but also maybe it was a double bluff for Malik Rell. I don't know. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. So eventually, Ange, the aerosol shows up and uh, puts Akarim to sleep. So and this casual. is kind of th- <laughs> this becomes the end of that conflict and the eater retreat. And uh, Akar- Akar- they take Akarim with them. Yeah. yeah, I was sad because I wanted to see what would happen if Akarim and Rulad. <laughs> like, well, we're going to. That's what. That's what the next. That's what they say at the end. Well, but. Nothing happened. Oh, well, well, we got to read the next one. Right, that's what I mean. (laughs) Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's what I wanted to see. (laughs) But I get it it. now, but like, I I get it. I didn't understand, though. I was confused at the end about what they meant. Like, my biggest thing during this whole ending was knowing who was on what side. Mm. So Mm -hmm. I was so I was just having a hard time differentiating who was good and who was bad and who I should be like rooting Mm. for. One, one weakness of this sequence in my mind is that it does introduce a lot of new characters on yeah. the Eater side who are like named and then like like there's only a few of these people that I'm was personally invested in, you know, and then like, in yeah. fact, I feel like there's like three or four. And then there's all these other people whose names I'm less familiar with that I'm definitely yeah. less invested in. Which I just I just realized like a lot of those names, like the two guys that were fighting over who gets to kill Troll and yeah, the, they're, the they're, Warlock, they're, like they get named in chapter 21. Exactly. But it had just been well, 200 pages since then and I forgot about it. But them. I believe, I believe they are two of Rulad's friends from book five. Yeah. Um, one of them, I think, is I don't know. I forget. One for sure. Sh- one of them for sure is 
But yeah, but it's they're not to the point where first off I care about them, or number two sure, I sure, like sure. really know their name that well, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. but anyway, AJ. So the last sequence in this chapter, Cotillion appears and they speak about this battle. Um, yeah, Troll is not happy with him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so what did you make of this post that they were left at? Cotillion and Shadow Thrones decisions. What do you, how, how are you feeling about Cotillion at the end of this book? We saw a lot of Cotillion in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I think a big theme throughout this book has been like how how like gods or or people that or or, or beings, I guess, that people like worship don't really have any say over anything that happens. <laughs> Um, and I think we get a lot of that with with Banishar when he's when he's talking in the in the last chapter. I think we get a lot of that with, you know, when Fiddler's talking about, like, show me a God that doesn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like all of these gods don't really have the power that they a that they think they do or b that they pretend to have. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think Cotillion is really just like coming to terms with like, oh, I don't have a grasp on anything, even though I now have all this power as like, you know, the the patron of of assassins and stuff like that doesn't really mean shit it just means i'm I'm a better like assassin but like i don't i can't really control anything is how i is how i come away feeling about cotillion it's just like and then he puts his head and puts his head in his hands at the end of the at the end of the chapter and like Mm -hmm. i think that is just Mm -hmm. him just being like what the fuck is any of this for like why did i why am i doing this why am i the one who's in charge of this you know protecting this throne like why would i put myself in this position like i you know he could have just been the best assassin in the empire, but he was like, he decided, no, you know, I need to be the assassin. You know, it's just mm-hmm. bummer for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll put a pin on chapter 24. So let's quick do a quick dance through the epilogue and then we'll put an end on this whole episode. Oh, I wanted to ask a question from last chapter that I, that slipped my mind. Can I do that real sure. quick? Sure. Sure. There's like a scene in the last chapter where we see someone coming up through the water and it is not Hellion. And like it says there's a there stranger are, here or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like there are times when people die in this chapter that it's kind of hinted could be attributed to that. We didn't that didn't get clarified, did I think it? It's the stranger. Uh, oh, maybe it I is. I thought Absalar. it was Absalar. She killed I that's what I thought. First of all, she's the stranger, I thought, and then she killed yeah. all those people. I thought. Yeah, say so she okay. killed she killed all those claw that Kalam and, and them came across in that one spot. She killed all got of them. Got it. Okay. Well then I can okay. But I'm not sure it. if that's uh, I'm not sure. Honestly, no, India, I, I think I'm not hundred percent, but I think India's right. I think she got it. Yeah, India, I okay. think you're right about that. That tracks. Cool. That tracks. Cool. All right. On to the epilogue. So India, uh just we're gonna dance through this. Um let's dance. Shadow dance. Shadow hey. dance. So, and in Always fact, on me, baby. Okay, real quick. What do you guys, real quick visual gag. What do we, what do you interpret shadow dance to look oh, like? Oh my, white girl dancing. That's oh. so funny. I, I was going to say like water bending from Avatar. <laughs> it's very water bending in my mind. Yeah. No, to me, it's, it's like a light. It's hands up. <laughs> Black eyed peas playing in the background. <laughs> I imagine, I imagine it's a, it's like a country line dance, but like instead of feet, instead of feet, it's your, you know, the feet with the intricate movies. It's like your blade. Yeah. You know, but you're mm. just kind of like hopping, like jump, 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 you know, and you're just like mm. slashing as you go. Yeah. That's how I feel. 
So whenever Absolar Shadow Dance is canonically, I do sing Cotton Eye Joe in my head. So I've seen you shadow dance. <laughs> speaking of dancing, Inge, Cutter is nostalgically remembering a time Absolar danced. Thinking about oh. Absalar, he's talking with Scalara, and he's like, oh, I think we should lay down. And then they go to lay down together, and Mappo That's... is having a good cry. So uh, what what'd you think of this, putting a pin on their storyline? I didn't think of anything about this. This was so dumb. <clears throat> I... Yeah, I saw your eyes roll to the back of your head. <laughs> yeah, so fucking dumb. I'm so over it. I'm so over it. Uh, just all of it is so annoying. Like, even Scholar are like, oh, well, I know why the real reason we are laying together, and it's just dumb. It's so fucking stupid. I'm over it. I'm, I'm, I'm so over Cutter and Scalara in this moment. Oh, I And can... in every moment. Until he finds Absalar again, I just don't, I don't want to be bothered. Scalara doesn't need to be his security blanket. She deserves better. Absolutely. I agree. I'm with, I'm with, yeah, I agree. Um, so Josh, Kars is on the boat and he's talking to Samar. He's like, I'm stoked. I'm a fucking stoked to get there. And then he hears about Ikarium and he's like, oh, sick. I didn't get to kill him last time. I can't wait. So that our fight got interrupted. I can't wait to mark him when I see him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Are you on board with the Karsa hype train and he's, as he's heading to Lether? I'm always down for an unstoppable force and a movable object style battle. (laughs) So pretty excited and doubly excited for the potential of them both just chopping Rulad into bits. Yeah. Um, It'd be pretty great. I just like that scene. It's a fun scene. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, So uh, keep moving along. Aj, Akarim here wakes up and this is another (laughs) scene with him and V. What did you yeah. make of this scene? And we talked a bit before he kind of obviously was so, having those doubts before he kind of rages out, but then he yeah. kind of wakes up and they have this conversation. What was your read on it? And what do you think? What do you think he thinks about Veed? I fucking hate Tarlac like Veed so much. So fucking much, dude. It's so, oh my God. Um, I'm really. Unlike you, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck off. I'm honestly like kind of i don't know it feels like the rules are changing i guess because last time Icarium went into like a big rage like this and like killed a bunch of people or whatever he forgot who mappo was but now when he comes back he's like the lethery people used to think i was dumb but now they're afraid of me like he remembers everything except just that battle which kind of kind of irks me a bit because come on <laughs> but i don't know i guess time could have passed you could have gotten rage. yeah I, I guess whatever but i i want to pop in I love this new Acarium. I am so excited for Chad Acarium yeah. instead of instead of the sad boy that we've yeah. known and moderately loved for four, five books, whatever. Yeah, Chad Acarium, uh, Virgin Terralac Veed, yeah. Yes. Oh, and Terralac Veed being like, get away. Yeah. I just did what you do. So fucking funny to so me. So stupid. I hate it so much. It makes me so angry. <laughs> anyway, there is no need, you know? There is... Uh, so, uh, Josh, we also have a scene with Tayshrun. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Ugh. him in a lot. What was that? Uh, AJ. I love it. I'm, I love this uh, yeah. scene. Ugh. No, uh, no. Ugh. I'm, like, I love this scene. I'm pretty ugh on Tayshrun. Yeah, you've taken a hard anti-Tayshrun stance on the podcast. I just think there's no room for you to be in the middle anymore. Like. <laughs> for sure. I just struggle. Like, what would, like, like, what. 
what did him staying neutral accomplish in this book other than more people dying than probably necessary? I'm sure he's like super smart and he's playing the long game or what the fuck ever, but it annoys me in the present and still never forgiven him for letting Whiskey Jack die. <laughs> well, he just forgot, Josh. Unless we yeah. have another hot tation take, we'll end with the great scene back in Cartool. Where they're uh, like, sorry, wait, I oh, do just yeah. I do just love when when uh, who's Tatian talking to whoever he's talking to chat. Um, yeah, that's what it is. And and he's like, why didn't Quick Ben use you? And Tatian was like, well, if he would have used me, then I would have been very upset. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you waiting for? Man? Is, I guess that is a hint that then like Tatian is on their side. But like, I still so uh, it ends and they're like, oh, they're back on Cartool with the spiders talking about the slaughter at the Temple of Drek and like whatever happened with all that. You know, it's yeah. basically their attitude. Really good stuff. An orgy of suicide. Yeah. An orgy of suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I think it's the first scene, scene in the prologue. I think it closes yeah. and mm-hmm. opens the book. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice yeah. little frame. It does. Uh, and I like that they're like, the last person thought that too. And that person yeah. seems to like know some significance about Hellion being in the 14th, which was interesting. Yeah. Whew. Marathon, marathon show over here, everybody. Nice yeah, job. Dude. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Aj, you have you a- close the notes. Are we doing predictions? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Did you want to do listen, like rankings and stuff or no? no? It's it's already been two. It's already been three hours it's, almost. Listen, so. we got yeah. We 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 have no time for big picture thoughts in this episode. If you want to <laughs> know, so you can tune into our mailbag episode, which is gonna come back come out on August 13th. And so we want to get some thoughts in from people, hear what they think about Bone Hunters and the ending of it and any any single part of it. So after you listen to this episode, send us an email, send us a tweet, let us know what you think of the show uh, and let us know what you think of Bone Hunters. We're going to do normal mailbag wrap-up stuff and then some other special episodes for the rest of this off-season and then we'll start Reaper's Gale sometime... Uh, later uh, I thought Toll the Hounds was next Toll the Hounds is book number 8 okay so it's Reaper's Gale next got it Reaper's Gale next uh, I wonder what that means it's a gale of reapers imagine <laughs> it's Carsa in a carrium anyway alright everybody uh, I say come <laughs> you say passion come passion, passion.